Mike Miranda back up and racing after that spectacular spill earlier. It's Hollywood Mike Miranda, his second dramatic exit of the day. Mark Taylor on the point, does a little grandstanding. What is up, Internet? Hello, and welcome to the Movie Fort Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Munson, and this is a podcast about movies that's recorded in a tree fort in the hills above Los Angeles. First off, I want to say it's great to be back after a five-month hiatus due to a global pandemic, Thought it was only going to be a couple weeks, but here we are, nearly half a year later with a fresh episode. But this episode just isn't fresh. It's extra special, because BMX icon, Hollywood Mike Miranda, came up to the fort for a screening of Rad. Yeah, it was pretty much the best night ever. There's so much I could say about it, but you'll hear me lose my mind in just a sec. But to set the table on the highly off chance you haven't seen Rad... It's a 1986 film about a high school kid named Crew Jones. Armed with only a well-worn hockey helmet and a bundle of determination, Crew takes on the best BMX racers in the world when they come to his hometown to race at Hell Track. It's pretty much the ultimate fantasy of any 80s kid who owned a BMX bike, and one element that makes Rad so special is that it's filled with the era's biggest names in BMX playing themselves. In Hollywood, Mike Miranda was one of them. If you'd like to watch along with us, Rad just became available for rental and purchase on all the major streaming services, which has pretty much been the only good news for 2020. All right, that's enough for me. It's time to walk this sucker. Here's Rad with Hollywood Mike Miranda on the Movie Fort Podcast. What are we ready? ready for? Yeah. You're ready. I'm ready, baby. All right, welcome. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's the Movie Fort. We're back, and we've got an extra special guest tonight. Um, I got to set the table on this real quick. Usually, we're a little more relaxed, but we need a certain pomp and circumstance for this. Oh, and, I don't know about that. And this is where I might edit in pomp and circumstance <laughs> to give you the full Macho Man Randy Savage introduction, because it's a Saturday night in August. And this is the first friend slash guest slash buddy who's been over to my house since the dark times began months ago. And we're spaced out appropriately here up in the fort. And our special guest tonight is BMX legend Hollywood Mike Miranda. Well, I don't know about legend, but... Legend. We're getting legend. Sorry, right. sorry. You, you've accrued legend status. <laughs> And if you just heard the name Hollywood Mike Miranda and we're about to watch a movie, you know what movie we're going to watch. And granted, it'll be the title of the podcast, but Hollywood Mike Miranda is here in the movie fort to watch Rad. Yeah. The, the 1986 BMX classic directed by Hal Needham, director of Smoking the Bandit. And if you've seen Rad, and if you're of the age where you've seen Rad, you just haven't seen it once, you've seen it at least a few dozen times, Hollywood Mike Miranda is in the film. Oh, man, did I steal? I I stole some screen time. You did. (laughs) I made the most of that. It was fantastic. Wow. (laughs) Like, like, it's, 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 yeah, this is, I'm geeking out right now. This is, and I told him through Texas Week when we were setting this up that, 
this in the parlance of Goonies, this is a Michael Jackson sister used my bathroom situation. <laughs> that Hollywood Mike Miranda has come over to my house on a Saturday night to watch Rad in our backyard. You had me at Tree Fort. I know. I'm like, <laughs> there's a Tree Fort and a keg of beer up here, yeah. and we can get a pizza. Mom said it's okay. <laughs> and you said we could feed the skunks. Yeah, we've seen skunks. <laughs> and we watched the Dodger game. So, well, that was so far. That might have been the highlight. It's a Dodger win, baby. A it's, Dodger win. If I could just, this is seriously one of the situations where if I could build a time machine and go back to 1986 and be standing in front of a grocery store named Jack and Jill, which we'll get into this, but that was my secret spot in my hometown in Nebraska to rent rad because they just had a little stand of videotapes. Yeah. And they always had rad there. And nobody rented videotapes from Jack and Jill because it was a grocery store that was small and overpriced, but it was kind of had a cute logo. And uh, rad would always be there when he needed it. I'd bike across town to get it. And if I could just want, they just see little Todd roll up on his Stu Thompson Huffy to rad for the 50th time. And she'd be like, hey, kid, in 2020, there's going to be a global pandemic happening, but you're going to be hanging out with Mike Miranda watching Rad. <laughs> well, my man, I will tell you this. If this was 1986 and I was on tour and I rolled through Lincoln, Nebraska. It was Grand Island, Nebraska. Oh, sorry. Well, it's it's if, Nebraska's if, third city. If I was in Nebraska's third city and I rolled <laughs> up to Jack and Jill's and I saw a kid looking into the window, pressing his nose against the glass, looking for the rad movie. Yeah, that's exactly I, where the window I, videotapes I, were. was right at the front by the customer. I would have said, staff. hey, man, you look like a future Dodger fan. And we would have been friends for life. Yeah. Oh, my from God. From that moment on. This is, this is seriously... Like we, we've been hanging out for about four hours now, four or five hours, but it's finally hit me that we're about to watch Rad on a Saturday night. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just so geeking out. <laughs> like, hey, the, and and how cool was it? The FaceTime call to your cousins. That was really cool. Um, we gotta I give wanna... a shout out to Chaos BMX, the Chaos BMX team in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. My cousin Jen, who's the same age as I am, we're basically brother and sister but cousins her kids annie and sawyer they're 12 and 10 years old sawyer's about to turn 13 yeah guys birthday present yep. early um they are huge rad fans thanks to me and Before, bmx racers yes Love and uh it. i was like i told my cousin just a little name drop i gotta, I gotta name drop when you can that you got the stars hanging out at your <laughs> yeah. house i was like mike miranda's coming over uh i'm gonna be able to talk him into facetiming uh annie and sawyer and we did and it wasn't just my little cousins, but their entire cl- like yeah, they had like f- we opened the FaceTime and there was an entire slumber party. <laughs> it was so cool of BMX kids so cool. hanging out in a Midwestern basement, peppering Mike with questions, oh, all kinds of questions, like deep, great, yeah. They put thought into <laughs> it. I know, yeah, and they all took turns. Yes, <laughs> which is amazing. it was the podcast before a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it was a good warm up. That it was like. I did not expect it at first. I was like, at least I don't think the kids got it, but I'm like, who are these kids? They're not supposed to be here. <laughs> like, it was so cool. Who are these kids mooshing it? So uh Rad, um, just to set it up, if you don't if you're listening to this, you have to know what Rad is, but if you don't, it's a BMX racing movie, which we're gonna get into. But in terms of 80s cult films, it's probably the most cult in that for the long for like a good 
two year stretch after it came out. It was the most rented video cassette in America. Correct. Like solid top five. They'd be like, oh, Top Gun, and then Rad, and then yeah. like, oh, Dirty Dancing, Rad. Like just the solid thing. And then just due to different rights issues and things, it fell off the face of the earth. And so for the last 20 plus years, because it was on HBO a little bit, but like once video stores stopped doing videotapes, they moved to DVD and then they went out of business. You had to, there's basically a black market network of how to get rad. Absolutely. And it'd be like buying a bootleg burn DVD with a hand-drawn label. <laughs> Very bootleg. Video <laughs> store going to business, like a bootleg enough that you'd have to play it through like the CD-ROM, like the WinX player, not even like. A DVD. It's like and the Xerox Xerox copied label on the outside. So oh, bad! But just this summer, rad by some small miracle, the only good thing that has happened in 2020, and even it was even supposed to have a theatrical release because it was premiering at South by Southwest in Austin, which got canceled. Everything else, but it is out now on 4K video if you can track one down. But they sold like gangbusters. But you can rent rad on any streaming platform and. The year 2020, which is amazing. We we're streaming it on Prime here, and it was we went to the home screen, and they know what I like. It yeah. was right there. It was the first thing we saw. Oh, would you like to rent Rad? <laughs> Somehow it knew. It knew. <laughs> it knew. Whoops. Hold on. And how about Back okay. to the Future? It's playing now at yeah. our local drive-in drive -in, in Los Angeles, California. Which is insane. <laughs> and it's Can't... selling out. Bill Allen was at the screening last night. Yeah, last night was a premiere. Fantastic. But I have Hollywood Mike Moran in the fort. Um, we're a solid pizza deep. Um, we have drank a couple beers. And we did uh, get a special from Alosta Brewing Company, uh, a red ale. That's very rad themed. Very rad, which is themed. amazing. And if Liber you read the side of the can, it is someone put some time and effort. Obviously, I've seen so the good. movie several times. So I uh, yesterday before, you know, once it's set, I found out about this beer yesterday from the rads. It was like mentioned somewhere on uh, the internet. And I found this beer and I'm like, this brewery is 20 miles from our house. I'm going. It's yeah. rush hour. There's so, a forest fire. I don't care. Whoa. <laughs> for those of you who aren't used to LA traffic, it's 20 miles. That's, That's like an hour. Yeah, no, it was it was an hour and ten there. Yeah, there you go. Got back in 20 minutes. Which is so <laughs> stupid. It's that Friday traffic. Welcome but, to Los Angeles. But it's Saturday night in the year 2020. And we're about to watch rat. Oh, this so is good. this is some best life stuff right here. This is I can't even like like, we've been hanging out all day, and now it's time to watch Rad, and now I'm turning full fanboy, geeking out. Um, if you want to watch along with us, uh, we're going to hit play right now. We've got it queued up. It's ready to go. Let when was the last time you saw this? As I asked you. You didn't tell me. Yeah. Tell me now when this was the last time you saw it, just so we can... I will tell you this. In its entirety, oh, it's got to be probably, I don't know, 20 years, 15, 20 years? That you've seen in, it. In its entirety. Okay. Now, I've seen clips of it over and over. I've seen... Well... You start up, and we'll we'll get to that. Okay, this is here we go, and I have I have something I've been dying so to tell good. you all day from once we get into the opening montage <laughs> with the uh, paper route. Can't oh, in real oh, all right. I'm this is I'm sorry, <laughs> I've gone full nerd. But here we go. Rad is playing. Hit play. Here we go. Watch along with us. This is a movie for it. We got Hollywood and Mike Miranda. Can't wait. Oh, oh here, so, we here we go. Here's a unicorn. Look. 
the Pegasus. I'm sorry, the TriStar <laughs> Pegasus. All right. I can't believe we're actually doing this. This is amazing. We've been talking <laughs> we've about been this for geeking, weeks. We've been geeking out over it for weeks. Hal Needham. Badass. Man, what a badass. His other stuff, just as badass, if not well, more. Well, his first movie, Smokey and the Look Bandit. Look at that. The uh, number two movie of 1977, only behind Star Wars. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yes. <laughs> Talia film, Talia Shire. So uh, I love how this montage has nothing to do with the movie. Absolutely not. It, I, you know, it was total afterthought. Yeah. We, we need Bam! this. Here we go. Filled in, filmed, that part's filmed in the parking lot of BMX Action Magazine in Torrance, California. Is that uh, Tilo PV Drive. back then? In that uh, in the no, Torrance, Tilo. Yeah, that was PV in the back. Okay. Yeah. See some sweet vans. Look at that. Is this the, that is the parking, is the parking lot? lot of Torrance Beach. Okay. Also called Burnout. Okay. Got Sir, a little June gloom in the background. Yep, These June are the gloom. things you know when you actually live out here now. Yeah, you like, know that the, the the coldest time at the beach all year long is in June. Yeah. <laughs> There's no sun in June. But if you go inland for about a mile and a half, it's bright and sunny. Oh, it's so crazy. The day of uh, Game 5 when the Dodgers played. Yeah. Or no, Game Four, Dodgers play the Red Sox and we get the home run. Yes. And whatever. I went to that game, but that morning I met a friend who was in town for work down in PV. She was she and her husband are staying at like a resort there. And we always used to play tennis. She's like, let's go play tennis. Hold Actually, on. Duke Best. Yes. <laughs> See, I follow him on well, I follow a guy who says Duke Best. Yeah. And I comment on it all the time. He's still a mentor of mine. Duke really? Best. Yeah. I work for him. Yes. <laughs> By the way, I work for Duke Best. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that later too. The uh I actually saw the dividing line with the fog. It was so weird. <laughs> yeah. We like, watch it roll. You know, I live near the beach and we watch it roll in. It's crazy. It was down just like right where you turn up to go up to the peninsula. I was like, holy sh it's right here. Martin Aparijo, R.L. Osborne, yeah. Eddie Fiola. Just the legendary Pat Romano. names. Bart Connor. Oh, I have Jim a great story to tell you? you about Bart Connor. He uh, is proud of this movie. As he should I, be. Uh, I didn't know this, but on Twitter, I posted a screenshot of eBay. Because the Rad 4K, very limited disc release, it was selling for over a hundred bucks. What? And I posted just a screenshot of all these like completed sales on eBay. And a uh, dude, we follow each other on Twitter. He's from Oklahoma. He tagged Bart Connor in the tweet. He reposted. And he's like, he was basically like, "Holy crap, this is amazing!" Like, it's the first movie. Little, little, we're gonna get an Olympic gymnast to play a BMX star. Yeah. Well, I, not his only movie, by the way. It wasn't? No, he did Jim Cotta. No, that was Mitch Gaylord. Oh. Sorry. For that. Was it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I love it that we're like not even in the I love that you know that. It are already in a Jim Cotta. <laughs> 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 it's gymnastics and karate. Oh, man. What was that skate park? That's uh, Big O. Okay. Where was oh, that? no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was Pipeline. Okay. <sighs> Look at that horror. Look at that. Look at the vans. Still selling the same exact models. That was some of the little cousins were here. They went to the van store in Santa Monica. They thought it was the coolest thing. You know, it was I have four kids, and every year 
they get socks and vans. Yeah. Yeah. That's their gig. Yeah. And the best part of it is I always get two pair as well. Nice. Here we go. I'll need them. The man. Man. We just saw a five-minute montage, and now we're in Cochrane, Alberta, Canada. You know, you can't tell. It was so cold. It was freezing while we were shooting this. And I'm still Look amazed. Look at that in a oh. van. That's total creeper van. All right. I've been dying to tell you this all day. Come on. In college, I took a class in communications law. One day, we had a special guest speaker who was the founder of USA Today. Big deal that we yeah. had this person in our class. Open up the floor of questions. I'm like, excuse me, sir. Uh, there's this movie, Rad, that came out. And I start... Um, I start asking the question and I can just see my professor getting so mad. I'm like, so this movie rad, there's, you know, the hero crew Jones, he and his friends deliver USA today. And there was never a USA today paper boy. And at one point in the movie, they deliver USA today to a seven 11. What's up with that? And he started laughing so hard. He actually loved the question because it was like this was their first big marketing push oh really yeah well that was a big win for them yeah Yeah, fantastic like why is he delivering a usa today to a 7-eleven look at that mom doesn't even notice holy poor luke poor luke Gnarly. <laughs> gnarly. Woo, gnarly. Love this right into the canoe. Oh, here I love go. the burnout 7-Eleven employee. <laughs> With dress shoes on. I love it. Hey, you can enter to win a Murray. Hot dogs. Three for a buck. Those are Canadian hot dogs, by the way. Are they? Yeah. That was a Canadian dollar. <laughs> I love the jeans with no back pockets. Practical. <laughs> oh, man. Are we good? Is he oh. the fence right here? Or is it about? Oh, it's Bill out. Nope. So, who did the stunt right here? Nearly every shot that they that were Bill Allen's riding. Yeah. Uh, hey, when beautiful. He's, what was he say? Hey, beautiful or yeah. gorgeous? Good looking. Good looking. Go. Hey, good looking. Bye, crew. She's totally got a crush on crew. <laughs> Eddie Fiola. Right here, 360. Eddie Fiola. Nice. It is amazing to me. Amazing to me. That I love this that the garbage man's just waiting for him for the shortcut. Oh, yeah. Bill Allen. Bill Allen arrived on the set. Yeah. Did not know how to ride a bicycle. <laughs> I mean, I, I not didn't know how to do freestyle, didn't know how to jump, didn't know how to ride a bike. Wow. That's and amazing. Somehow got through casting with... I guess he just answered the question. Yeah. Hey, hey, can you ride a bike? Oh, yeah, yeah, I can ride a bike. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Look how, oh, here oh, goes Mr. Ann. Oh, man. My favorite Martian. I love it that he's just riding a BMX bike. Oh. It gets rocked by a paper. <laughs> Oakley grips. See those big Oakley bomber grips? Oh, Fantastic. Those bikes so would be cool. like a million dollars now. And I love it that, oh. here, we got the movie set up. Yep. Right there. Painted. Hell crack. Coming to Cochrane. The Super Bowl of BMX is coming to your town. Cochrane. You could tell he was like eyeballing that curb. Oh, yeah. That curb was giving him some trouble. Only missed his last five minutes, crew. 
Only five minutes, crew. Can I tell you something stupid? Tell me. When I have to get up in the morning, my alarm no. is set for 710. Because the crew, <laughs> if I have to be up like pre 730, whatever, it's 710. All because of Crew Jones. These are just local kids. Really? Yeah, just locals. So how did, so how did you get rad? How did other than that you were one of the top racers in BMX? I don't know. Look, I don't know the list of who they asked and who they didn't. Because when we get into it, it's a who's who of the era. And you would think, like, there's not, you know, there were a lot of top pros that I guess were never asked or said no or thought it was corny or I don't yeah. know what. I got a call from uh, BMX Action, the, mag- magazine. the magazine. Yeah. Said, hey, they're going to be shooting this movie. Would you like to do it? Yeah. And I, I thought it was a great. I said, sure. I got, you know, I have, I have a couple of weeks off in my schedule. My schedule was pretty tight. In the off, and this was your schedule of the pro racing tour. Well, not only that, but you know, because uh, because the the you know writing for Hutch being a big international company, really driving international sales. Oh, here's my hero of the movie right there, the cop H. B. Haggerty, the pro wrestler. Yes, yeah, Sergeant Smith. Oh, dude, he was, and he was a monster of a man. Yeah. I'll tell you later on how I became, uh, how I got to chat him up. Yeah. And how he got me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that dude, the dude in the hoop. He's uh, Hooper, the stunt coordinator. Yeah. Look, there he is. So we'll get into this part, but. That's my boss. I love it how <laughs> Mongoose was the villain bike. Yeah. And they're like, oh, let's go for it. It's fine. This is the guy who owns the company. In the end, they're heroes. In the end, they're heroes. And I, uh, I've actually written, like in college, like film classes, like real critical essays about rad, which I will have to pull out my Toshiba laptop from the late 90s and somehow pull off the hard drive, which I still have in our garage. But when we get into it, like rad's an interesting story because Bart's not the villain. No. It's Rod and Rex, the Reynolds the twins. twins. They're a little dastardly, but it's really Duke, Duke Best, Best versus Crew. Bart Taylor is it's, just put in an awkward situation. It's Big Pharma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. But it's like Bart Taylor doesn't, he's not really the, he's not like the sweep the leg Johnny from the Karate Kid. No. Because he's not really the villain. And he has, when we get to Hell Track, Bart has his hero moment, you know, and he, you know, I God dang it. This is so I'll exciting. Tell you I'm what. sorry. I don't know who plays Duke best on Instagram. Yeah. But I love, I his have advice. to look it up. Dude, I love his advice. And you can, you can write in and ask him questions. Really? And it's, it, it most of it's sarcastic, but it's fantastic. It's I got to so look him up. I didn't know that, yeah. but it's ever since this like whole shutdown thing has happened. Like you get your screen time. Thing on the yeah. iPhone. it gets so depressing. He's like, "What? It? Like, there's a two month stretch where there's nothing to do, and it's like, yeah, I looked at Instagram for four hours a day and <laughs> looked at every photo that was hashtagged '80s BMX and GI Joe and like all these, like just all these things. But then, like, I was joking around with a friend the other day where it was like somebody needs to do like a psychological examination of like the subculture of dudes who. Can't express their feelings, but check in on each other by sending wipeout videos oh. or picture or vintage BMX ads. You can't say, hey, so. hey, man, I was thinking about you today. No. And I miss you, bro. It's sort of like 
I wake up and there's a message from my buddy that's like a old man wiping on a skateboard or something or a kid running into trash cans on his BMX bike. It's like, okay, cool. He made it another day. Here's one for me. <laughs> you know, it's like, look at him. He's so evil. I spent probably 20, at least 20 minutes today searching for just the right picture to make your contact photo. <laughs> which It was a doozy, by the way. Which blew me away. Yeah. Which is funny. We were... <laughs> Like this is kind of we can go we can geek out. I was showing Mike my Sue Thompson Huffy that's hanging in the garage in our house, and uh, I always wanted a clubhouse like this. This is almost the you closest have thing. that. When I came up here, the first thing I, we're, we're at the part of the movie where they're in their little clubhouse. I walked up here it's when got we got kicks. to the top. I said, "Oh my god, it's the rad clubhouse." There he goes. There he is, Bart Taylor, the, the man. man. <laughs> Oh my god! This is so great. They got their little flop house. The first time I ever wanted to kicks in my life was actually after seeing Rad. Oh. And there's something like this is where I wish I would have pulled up my computer. There's something close to 250 different brands in this movie. Oh really? That actually have like real placement. Ha I like added it up one time. Have you eaten kicks? Have you ever tried? Yeah, it? I did because of Rad. That was the only time I've ever had kicks in my life. And how were they? Awful. Oh, but yeah. it was the Crew Jones ate them. <laughs> Well, they've got so, to make you fast. Okay, so before we get to the lumberyard real quick. Oh, there he is. How, so they asked you to be in the movie. Yeah, so BMX Action said, hey, you know, we're looking, looking for some guys to ride in the movie. I said yes. I uh, it was, Did you it know was anything about it? Zero. Didn't okay. matter. I thought, oh, yeah, I'll go shoot a movie. No problem. It had no experience in doing it. But you know what? It was an experience. It, it was just, you know, a chance to do something different. Yeah. And uh, so... I knew I had a small hole in my schedule, and the schedule, because I rode for Hutch, yeah. meant that I would travel internationally promoting yeah. BMX all over the world. And uh, when I, I think I was scheduled, he had told me, well, I think I need you to go to South Africa. Yeah. And when, uh, look at that, it's awesome. So when- This is so good. <laughs> it's hard to talk and watch this at the I same know, time. I want to watch the movie. I know. It's, look at him. I'm, it's- uh, so we had a five-minute montage of just the opening credits. Look at him. A montage of delivering papers. The story's been set up, and now we're in a lumber yard getting chased by a cops. Yeah. And Sergeant Smith rolled up on them in their clubhouse, flipped his siren. Let's go. Cobb wants to play a game. Like, this is so... Between Sergeant Smith and Ponch and John, the cops are awesome in the 80s. Oh, fantastic. Look it's like him. he's a dick, but he's having fun. And he's like, you don't, away. you don't know. He doesn't let you know that he's having fun though. Yeah. Cause cops can't have fun on duty. So I've heard you've ridden that motorcycle. Well, that's part of the story. Well, <laughs> let me go back to, so yeah, when so I told you... Hutch, I was going to go to do this movie. He was, he was not for it. Really? Yeah. And I don't know that Hutch ever got any better publicity than, than being in rad. Yeah, <laughs> correct. I mean, I mean, it has been the greatest Hutch commercial ever was this right here. Mm. Oh, so good. Like, this movie, like, like the closest thing, there's no other sports movie in the 80s other than maybe the North Shore, the surfing movie, that's a bigger, like, ambassador to a sport than Rad. Well, I don't know, over the top for arm wrestling. Arm wrestling, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, gleaming the Cube. The, but that was more of a crime movie that just happened to have skateboarding. Yeah, exactly. Like, Thrashing yeah. would be the other one, but yeah. it didn't have the appeal of Rad. No, like. Uh, or, this is, or the longevity. No, like this is like, like, gonna be like, yeah, yeah, got me, yeah, yes. 
Here we go. We're going to ride home. So I befriended H.B. Haggerty because of, you know, watching wrestling when I was a kid. Yeah. I knew who he was. And uh, so I, I, early on, I had it in my mind, I'm going to ride that motorcycle. <laughs> I, I got to ride that motorcycle. Yeah. So every time we had a break, I would I would buddy up to him, ask him questions, talk to him, ask him about the motorcycle, yeah. whatever. After, after, it was probably five, six, seven days of me just buttering him up and working every angle I could. I finally talked him into, he left the keys in it for me. No. Yeah. So at one point, there was a break. I love you know, this redhead kid. Oh, man. old jerk. Welcome to Hell Track. Let's you know, paint someone. It's a shame. I never see that t-shirt. I would wear one. That dress. Oh. God, look at this. Man, those are some freckles. Evil ginger. He's nothing compared to Bart Taylor. <laughs> Like, we could turn the sound on this, and I could probably hit 85% of the movie. Makeup? She's going to kick you in the shins, buddy. Bam! <laughs> Look at the clap. Oh, Here the he comes. Crashed. Got the homie haulers. Yeah, he does. Look. <laughs> God, this movie is just so... Cheesy, but it's cheesy, but it's so it's, perfect and charming. It's, it's and it's what people did. Yeah, because it's like Kids you had watch, homie like you watch like Stranger Things now, and it's like you can tell where these are kids who actually didn't live in the eighties. The things they get wrong, like it's like you get some things right, some yeah. things are wrong, but it's like you can't tell he's just being towed right now. It's so perfect right there that shot. How about magic markering the gloves out? Hey, how about the bandana on the leg? Can we talk about that the, for a the minute? Leg the rad dana. The rad dana. It was so like <laughs> when Mike came over, I took him over to my like our, my office, and uh, which it sounds too stupid. I just have it's a room where it's our TV room, and I have a desk, and uh, I've got some souvenirs on the. Uh, there's a wall that's made out of corkboard, and from uh, this artist, poor boy Steve, who's made some rad memorabilia. I have a Crew Jones leg wrapper and, sealed in the package and the Lumberyard playset, which is literally a collection of sticks <laughs> packaged like an action figure. It's one step above a pet rock. Yeah. And with I'm better like, packaging. And I'm sort of like, okay, you're going into a middle aged guy's house and it's you think a 13 year old from 1986 is living in here based on the artwork on the walls and everything else. It's like, as I took him up the stairs, I'm like, here's my signed Megaforce poster. And then we would come in here and here's my frame, Bart Taylor and rad picture. And hold on, before you get there, you have the signed Sergeant Gatrer from chips, chips. photo. <laughs> no, I lost like, my mind on. Oh yeah. My uh, wife's a saint, but I'll look at her getting stuffed in a trash can. Uh, how about Talia Shire? She's great. She's like the perfect, like, I don't want you to do this. So I had two buddies from New Jersey that flew yeah. out here, both BMXers. James Vicente, who was best man at my wedding, and Marlon Pearson. We call him Wee Woe. Okay. That's an awesome I mean, name. Best nickname in BMX is Wee Woe. Wee, wee Woe? We call him that because when he would jump, he would go, Wee Woe. <laughs> <laughs> so he got Wee Woe. So we were we were in a, I had a 60, 1968 Pontiac Bonneville convertible. Yes. A huge car. And we You could put your bikes in the trunk, oh, right? We could put my bikes and the entire team in the trunk. Not even having to turn the handlebars. Absolutely not. And we had a, we were on Rodeo Drive. Yes. 
uh, you know, because that's Beverly. what you do. You take your, you know, you Bonneville, take your, the yep. Rodeo Drive. Yep. And we're, uh, we, we park, we get out, we're walking around. And then who do we see walking down the street? Yeah. Talia Shire. And yeah. was this, you're already in rad? Or Correct. No? We've already done rad. And so what do you say to my, him? I, of course, nothing. You don't, you know, what do you, you don't drink start. You don't, you don't. What are you going to say to Adrian Balboa Correct. who played Cruise well, Mom? Of course. So my friend Marlon, we will. Says to me, yo, you know her, you know her, say something. And I said, I'm not saying anything to her. Come on. Blow my cover. So now she gets she gets about a block down. She's a full block away. And what does my friend Marlon yell? Yeah. Top of his lungs, thick New Jersey accent. Yo, Adrian. Oh no. <laughs> Did she turn around? Hey, no. That's <laughs> no. That's the last time I saw Talia Shire. Oh wow. She produced this movie. Her yeah. husband did. Correct. And uh, so how long were you on set for? Because you were... I, I, I'm i going to guess it was two and a half weeks. Which is a, a almost the time. whole filming. Yeah, a long time. Which is... So hey, amazing thing here. So the guy who's doing this stunt... Yeah. This is Jose Yanez. We call him Decat. Okay. And he was a Hutch-sponsored writer as well. Look at that. Oh, man. So perfect. Look at that IROC. I had one of those. You had an IROC? Yeah, ju- exact same thing, <sighs> but chestnut brown. A bra- you had oh, a brown yeah. IROC? Now, there's a guy in Southern California who has a vet done just like that. Yeah. He's got he's got an exact replica of the mongoose, uh, the, uh, the, the, the blazer. The suburban. The blazer. Okay. Look. I love this. Dude, Rod team, and Rex. How about the team tank top? Oh, dude, no. Like, N- never. When never. we get to the dance scene, I'm going to have to like admit <laughs> some shit. Like, this is going to oh. be. You know what? I I just noticed I have to get a mongoose patch for my blazer. Look Shriners. at the Shriners. Like, this is so perfect that it's like, just the premise is so simple of like, oh, the biggest event in the sport is going to come to this little small town. Like, for like a 10-year-old kid to wrap their mind around this, it was like, for, oh, I love Pat this. Pat Romano, circus performer, and st- made, made a living as a stuntman. There she there is. She is. <laughs> the crush of crushes. Right there. Aunt Becky. Look at that. So that's the blazer he has, yeah. right? He has exact copy so of the blazer. So perfect. And he's got the mongoose bikes on top, everything. She's and got he, her own bike. Like. And, and, and I guess it was, in the, it was in the Rose Bowl parade last year. Really? Yeah, it was in the parade. It's a big deal. I love these twins. One of them's like a big movie producer now. Like they've done like like some big of the big horror movies and stuff, but I love it that Rod and Rex share a girlfriend. Like it's so perfect. <laughs> they look shareable. They look like they may be shareable. Yeah. I always. Now, you don't notice he's 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 really he can barely look at the side boob. It looks cold now that you say it's cold. It like, is cold. Her the one in the red yeah. tank top, like she looks miserable. Oh no, there's she's got a bathing suit on. Well, hey, Bart. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, he had just had knee surgery. Okay, and so in these shots, he's got a leg brace on. Really? Yeah. So they're just shooting above it, like correct. This is the thing that's so like movie magic. Poor Bart. You don't see it. Yeah, you nine. know what? The the custom embroidered tank top. Oh, it's so good with but the he's yellow ribbon. To Nadia Comaneci. Oh, it's a great story. Which is like the greatest, like, the greatest female gymnast of all time. Certainly. Like fuck, yeah. like like these are like. When I was a kid, like the '84 Olympics was the coolest stuff. Like that's like it was like the first Olympics. I knew it was happening, and you're like, "This is incredible." Like, Still so the biggest, the, the biggest athlete ever out of Romania. 
Yeah. Nadia oh, Comaneci. big time. Yeah. You're such a nice boy. <laughs> <laughs> love this. I love that you got know a the pie lines. in the oven. Let's go. Here's where he meets Christian. Right there. Sergeant Smith. Did you notice he has JT gloves, but they're magic markered out? Uh -uh. There's no logos. Oh, I told you. They must know. not have kicked in some money. Uh-uh. Right oh, there. Oh, there it is. It's a look that could end you up in no. prison. <laughs> she said, hey, later on, I'll, I'll cheat on your test scores for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take your SAT. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no wonder H. No wonder HB Haggerty's after him. He's a thug, a hoodlum. <laughs> so was that wasn't his motorcycle? But no. was he in charge of the motorcycle then? Since he uh, no, was it was it was it belonged to Calgary PD. Okay, it was an act. It was a real motorcycle. There there was yeah. uh, there was a Calgary PD guy who was supposed to be on set as well. Yeah. But one day, uh, the keys were left in it after I'd been you know trying to talk my way into it. Yeah. And so, wearing <laughs> wearing Bermuda shorts, a BMX T-shirt, no helmet. Yes. I just took it for a cruise. And I was gone for probably two hours. Just cruising around Calgary yeah, on this just thing. checking it out. Oh, I know you know how it is. You're blowing the horn. You're blowing the siren. You're yeah. just doing everything. Cruising around town. And when I got back, oh, yeah, it was cold outside, you see? Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, when I got back... Oh, I got my ass chewed out. Who yelled at you? Hell Needham. What was that like? It was, that had to be scary as shit. Sorry, stupid no, language. No, it wasn't. I mean, it was because, you know, anytime you have a big guy with, I mean, he had a stern voice. Yeah. He, and Hal Needham, before he became an action movie director, was one of the most badass stuntmen of all time. Oh, well, you could tell he was badass. He, he, uh, he, could, he could find his way out of a paper bag, I'll yeah. tell you that. Yeah. You knew that. And he, uh, but man, he tore into me, and I was just like, "Oh, I, I, did, I just played dumb. I didn't know. Oh, I, just, I thought it was the okay. keys were in it. Yeah, I, was using I, it. I, I figured we weren't. You know, I didn't know we were shooting with it, so I just thought I went for a ride. I was. And was he okay? Like, no, he just. You know, after I just gave him the song and dance, he just turned and walked away. Yeah, yeah. But was it he, wasn't the he... last time he yelled at me during. Okay. The, yeah. But were you guys cool? Like. Sure. Okay. Yeah. No. No. Uh, he took a liking to me. Okay. That... Yeah. He so took a liking to the... me. Question for you. This is always something that was wondered. Was the town of Cochrane, the high school, really the Cobras? Oh, I don't know. Because that was always a, a rumor that probably kicked in around the year 2000 now. It's like one thing about Rad, which if you're of a certain age where you saw Rad on VHS and you meet somebody and you start talking about movies and stuff, and eventually, sort of like if you, oh, look oh. at that look, you feel each other out and you're like, you see Rad? What do you think of Rad? And then you start talking about Rad. That It's almost like you share what knowledge you know. And I had a friend who uh, was convinced that it was really the cock and cobras, and that was the artwork on the back. Because I just love that scene where there's a cobra in the back. Look at Rod and Rex with their those, the, names on their outfits. Those aren't outfits. Those are Star Trek uniforms. Really? I don't know, but they're... Yeah, well, yeah, it's like... But look at the rest of the clothing. The clothing everyone it's else so is wearing. It's so good, but... The the woman in the, oh. the blue tiger print is kind of hot. Like I was into her as a kid. If you look in the background and you watch what if you just look at what everyone's wearing, yeah, it's so unrealistic, but I'm, fantastic. This move right here is so good. Oh. I love it. Look at this. It's just like, yeah, we're gonna have a prom for the BMX race that's coming to town. Here's Rod and Rex, and Bart with a <laughs> Miami Vice look. Yeah, 
Doing a little pre-Macarena right there. Oh, look at that. Give it a little smoosh. He was going Smoke. in, too. And again, just locals. All locals. Look at him oh. go. <laughs> oh. the, like Bart Connors, the anti-Spicoli. And, and we got him. <laughs> Look at the, I love the little, they slap five right here. I like that they have right the here, Oh, here it comes, oh. here it comes. Bam! Like, this is what I thought life was going to be when I was older. <laughs> you know, my prom wasn't anything like this. No. <laughs> no. It's like, yeah, I'm going to be a pro BMX racer. Oh. I'm going to find my secret twin brother, and we're going to share a girlfriend. I wasn't even the best I wasn't the best BMX racer at my high school. How is that possible? <laughs> right? Who went to your high school? I had a phenomenal... Well, first of all, the, the town I grew up in, out, out in Riverside, California... Yeah. It was... It was... Uh, it was a... Well, I, I would have to say it probably has more world champions and pro BMXers than any other town, by far. Yeah. We, we had the first ABA number one pro, Kevin McNeil. Okay. Uh Factory factory rider from Torker, Leo Green. Yeah. Uh, factory Torker rider, uh, Jerry Railsback, yeah. who moved to Nebraska. Really? Where does he live? I don't know, but he, okay. I know he moved to Nebraska. And That's uh, <laughs> so good how they cut back to her. And after I, I was, I believe I'd already turned pro, maybe not, but world champ, I remember seeing his name on the marquee out on the high school, out yeah. on the corner. Uh, congratulations, BMX world champion, Lee Medlin. <laughs> yeah. So how did you get into BMX racing? Because you were there at the beginning, right? Yeah, pretty, pretty like much. Like, well, you were in the Dogtown and Z-Boys sense? Uh, you were there at the beginning? Like, well, yes and no. I was, but I was just a snotty punk kid that wasn't any good. And when I mean I wasn't any good, I was terrible. But I started early on. In, yeah. Uh, in, uh, I think my first race was 1976. Yeah. How old were you? Uh, or you don't have to. Yeah. yeah. I was 1976, and I raced for I raced for six months, and I got a consolation trophy. They felt bad for me and gave me a trophy. I, I have, was uh, terrible. I have a collection of fourth place ribbons from my <laughs> swim team years. <laughs> well. I know what it's like to finish podium adjacent on things. No. Oh, right here. Here we go. This is it. This is probably to oh me the most one of the most memorable parts of the movie. How how long did it take the to film scene. the scene? And were you here for this? Uh, no. Okay. No. Uh, I, I'm sure I was in a race. Okay. Really racing BMX. Yeah. And then came in after this. Uh, I know. I yeah. I knew. I that I had missed the uh, I had missed the parade. Yeah. Because of a race. Look at that. She's just going for it. Oh. Uh, well, the bike was on a rotating stand, like a big lazy yeah. suit. Okay, they had the bikes clamped on them. I love it when she gets up on the seat. No, and just how her shoulders just got twice as wide in that yep, shot. Right. Uh, they actually I call have to that, say they call that wigging. I didn't know that. I learned that on the radio not wigging. too long ago. Um, that's the act of a male stunt performer playing a female, and they're trying to get rid of that. But I was immediately went to Rad and be like, okay, how many people in the eighties could actually do this stunt? But. Uh, I love it when she gets, Oh, that's so good. Look at Villa. I love it when she gets on the saddle wearing her high heels right here. Yep. Watch this. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to stand on this high plastic sleep. There's plastic seat. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> plastic sleep. I swear I haven't been drinking that much, but look at this. <sighs> She's going to. Oh, oh. Bam. Oh, man. Out of way. Look at that dude in the middle yeah. with the oh. white belt. 
This is like so this good. was the stuff. Like there it is, the lazy Susan. That's the lazy Susan, <laughs> hot in action. Like these are the things that practice for hours in a parking lot. As a kid, you're like, I gotta get these moves down for high school. Oh man, I'm gonna rock the pro. I love the spinning bars with no gyro. <laughs> like look at that go. Oh, I didn't even notice that. There it is. Look. Send me an angel. To this day, like just how like PG erotic this movie is, <sighs> where it's like I don't even think you see them kiss at any point. But it's like they've just done this like crazy dance in front of the entire town. He's on a pommel horse. No, it appears to be a pommel horse. What is it? Well, if you look, there's 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 another leg that's about two feet to the okay. right. <laughs> You're just rooting I, the magic right oh, here. Oh no. So what brand of bike did crew have? Because his was like the unlabeled one. Would probably have been a GT because that's what Eddie Fiol was riding. Okay. So let's take a I look. just noticed the head badge nope, might have said that GT. that was a mongoose. Okay. Yeah, it's a mongoose. See, the, the, the loop tail. Okay. Is that the giveaway? Yeah. This is so perfectly shot, And though. mongoose bars. It's little glitter pants. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. But it, it's... Very popular trick. What um, is incredible, though, is how well-rounded of riders crew and Christian are. That they're BMX racers and could do all the freestyle. Of course. And hell of a lazy Susan rider. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Pat Marmont on the back of the wig on. So were multiple people playing the part of Christian? Oh, yeah. And, and crew. Were the, was there ever fights over who had to put the wig on? Oh, I don't think so. Because when think... they kind of like play follow the leader at some point, I, I, I think I'd probably had seen Rad a hundred times before I realized like when there's a spot when she like jumps over or off a picnic table that she's like incredible Hulk size. <laughs> I'm like, that does not look right. I do notice. I noticed when I saw the movie that her shoulders go wide, narrow, yeah. wide, narrow. Oh, look at him running away like Cinderella. That didn't look like a BMX racer sprint. It got away. Look at her hair, though. Oh, mystery crew. Oh, I love this. So they get kicked out of the table. Like, this is what I think eating in a cafe in Nebraska is like. Oh, it's very much like this. Yeah. We don't got all day. Get a table around here. Come on, come on, come on. We get a table as we need. This is so perfect. I wonder what happened to those two. I like they're they're a fun couple. Uh, but I mean in real life, like yeah. as actors. I'm gonna have to look it up. Like I intentionally I already mentioned this to you, but I didn't really Google anything about it because I just wanted to keep it kind of, yeah. I don't want to be like, I'm interviewing wow. you about all these details. I wouldn't have been able to answer anything. No, it's okay. It's so, so I haven't seen this movie in its entirety in, in about 10 years, maybe yeah. 10, 15 years. And I'll tell you the last time I saw it that uh, uh, a local uh, family restaurant, if yeah. you will, Near us had uh, what they used to call bad movie night. Oh, sh they didn't oh. play this, did they? So they would play, you know, once a week they would play something like Sharknado yeah. or something along. <laughs> and one time, my my wife had found out that the movie was going to be rad for no. bad movie, <laughs> and she told everyone we knew, oh, every, no. but she didn't tell me. 
And so we walk in and Thinking like you're a millionaire. Yeah, yeah. And we walk in and everyone's there. Everyone's wearing pink. And uh, it ended up being a fantastic night. But that's the last night I saw it. That's awesome, though. And I sat at the bar and I was asked to do what we're doing now. I basically narrated Narrated the movie. movie. How did pink become your signature color? Oh, Mr. Mr. John Gregory. Because it's kind of a badass flex. Well, thank you. It is. I'll tell you. Uh, it was not. It was not my choice. Yeah, Mr. John. Look at that, J- Jose. Bam, he over rotated, <laughs> and he got like two thousand dollars every, every time single he time he did that. And he did like eight, nine, ten takes. <laughs> I love it. Oh. It's got some language in this. I like to skid in the grass. He's determined, though. Look at that. Well, when you wear a vest, well-worn like that, hockey you, helmet in a bundle of determination, yeah. wearing toe clips, using toe clips. Was he? Yeah, he uses toe clips. I didn't notice that. Well, they're not there now, but okay. when, he does the, when when Jose does, he has toe clips. Learned how to do backflips into the river. It's a good way to do it. It's sure. like a foam pit. It's like nature's foam pit. It was the it was a pretty so foam the pink. Pit. We gotta get back to the pink. John Gregory, the owner of JT Racing, um, yeah, great guy, S- super super big man, tall guy, leans forward when he walks. He, you know, yeah. impressive big stature, dude. big yeah. guy. Uh, I'm walking through the warehouse at JT, uh, picking out stuff, putting stuff in the bag as I love to do, and he uh, he came out and he, he he walked up to me and he put his arm around me <laughs> and he said, uh, "Hey, hey, kid." Uh, I got this idea. I'm uh, I'm gonna be making a pink uniform, and I was like, "Uh huh," and he said it, and I want you to wear it. And then he leaned over into me, put his weight on my shoulders, yeah. and he goes, "That's okay with you, isn't it?" <laughs> so like, you're basically coerced yeah. to wear pink. <laughs> I was like, you bet, Mr. Gregory. Well, listen, I would have done anything that guy told me to. Yeah, he was. I he, love it that they're already ass lighting. <gasps> You know how many dates you normally have to go to before you, you can do ass sliding? Into freezing <laughs> water. I mean, that's Canada. Yeah. But that looked like so much fun. I think it would be in Southern California or in the Bermuda or somewhere. But then but- there has to be like some weird like drainage ditch. So it's like you're probably going through like raw sewage. Not showing his hands. Where are the hands, crew? They're there. He's a gentleman. Oh. This is a very he's a very gentleman, uh gentlemanly guy. Well, he's wearing a vest. Yes. Wearing a sweatshirt over a sweatshirt. And you can just see things shrank. <laughs> <laughs> just throws the rock. Oh, here we go. Like this is like the time the time. Right here, I thought she was gonna kill him. Really? Oh, yeah. Hit him, bash him over the head with a rock. But I like still, how they're already dry. I still like he's he's still wearing the rad dana, just running a little higher like a tourniquet now. The uh, the time span of this is so condensed when you think about it. It's like the entire movie takes place in like a week. It's like Helltrack shows up. He's already ass sliding. They qualify. Well, I think she just said that she's been on tour quite a while. Yeah. She's been on tour a while. She's still an amateur, so she can't race pro. This is kind of... It sort of makes him the groupie. Yeah. He kind of like... And I did like... Like when you think about like... Like gender equity and things, it's kind of badass that the his crush is actually a pro in her own right. Yeah, even if there's not a women's race, that it's like she's there, she's a badass, she's got her own team car. So she teaches him how to airwalk. 
Oh, that's right. You know, there's like a lot of things she does where she sort of helps him out. Like, especially when we get into the sponsorship thing and like, let's make your uniform and she's, she's good. She could be his manager. I, and, I like, could have they, used a Lori Laughlin early in my career. So how did you first get sponsored? Was it like a local <laughs> bike shop? Or? Of course, like everyone else. Yeah. Well, like everyone else in the beginning. I wanted to be a motocross racer. Yeah. But my parents wouldn't let me have a motorcycle. <laughs> but <laughs> so, you, were, you grew up in like any given Sunday territory. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was like BMX was like, if you see that documentary, it's like BMX. That's like the first documented footage of BMX. It's all the kids when their dads are on the motorcycles. And, and Kevin McNeil, the guy I said that was a, uh, a BMX pro, his dad ran CRC, California Racing Commission. It was the... It was the the local sanctioning body. Okay. So yeah, we were heavy motocross in our neighborhood, and so that uh, that's what I wanted to do. And I actually yeah. actually one of the first jobs I had, thanks to Steve Guyberson, uh, I was a flagger at the local motocross race. Nice. And all I did was I got not only did I get I got I think I got fifteen dollars for doing it. Yeah. But it was the best seat in the house. Yeah, you're right there. I was right in the middle of the in the infield, standing in the track. Yeah. Um, I was a terrible flagger because. Just like this, I wasn't paying attention. You just watch everybody I was just checking a big fan. out the bikes. Just, yeah, just like watching this movie. It's hard for me to talk and do it because all I want to do is watch the movie. Yeah, I love it that she's just like forges mom's name, like no problem. Did you do like, that? Oh, all the time. Oh. And what was funny, and this is something that like my young friends like really don't understand how like, and you had this too, but it's like people in our demographic took care of themselves. It was like, once you were old enough to like get dressed and like fix yourself a bowl of cereal, you were on your own. Oh. So it was like, your parents are almost like roommates. Like they were your parents, but it was also like, there was a lot of like, you're taking care of yourself during all this. And my mom had a very, she intentionally for permission slips, made a very simple signature so I could just sign it myself. Oh man, what a cool mom. Yeah, it was like she, and her basic policy was like, just don't get caught. Then that's when you're going to have a problem. So $50,000 oh. in a Corvette's online. So did you do this race? Oh, yeah. There I am. Yes! Right First there! <laughs> I love it that I just Scott, asked right before you yep. show up. Danny Millweed. <laughs> there they are. Millweed. I love that name. Gosh. Kevin Dang Hall. It. I can't believe I asked you that. Don't, like Perfect. I'm so drunk I need to hold this microphone <laughs> to stand up. But I'm the president of Mongoose Bikes. <laughs> right there. This Hollywood is Mike it. Miranda made his cameo. That was my first shot. So when when this came out, when when it premiered, uh, I bought, I don't know, maybe 40 tickets yeah. for, at our local theater in, yeah. in Riverside. And and I brought every friend, anyone I could find. I took them all. They're my parents. Yeah. Gave everyone 40 tickets, tickets was like $80. Yeah, exactly. And... Uh, and had everyone there for that night. And when that scene came on, did the theater? What did the theater? Correct. Do? They all cheered. Oh, well, they how cheered. good did that feel? Oh, it was great. That they know, that like, was you, awesome. Because did you see a cut of Rad before you actually saw it yes. on the big screen? Yeah, I okay. saw it once. Yeah. Well, we saw it every day at dailies, right? Yeah. We saw dailies, but we didn't see. I saw so the, the 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 whole thing in yeah. in its entirety once. <laughs> Look that. At this. Uh, this is where so you at, good. Where you at? Oh, I'm. I, I saw. I, I yeah. saw some stars. I love that helmet with the stickers on it. Yeah. The gator, like the. Oh, and God. what's with the cut T-shirts, man? Love that was that. so hot. Uh oh, uh oh. Is that you? 
Where am I? Oh, I, I, saw yep. I saw an elbow. I saw an elbow. It was the JT helmet that gave away. There we go. Yeah, good looking fella right there with the hey the Magnum PI stash. The, the, oh no, Magnum Magnum PI or Kike Hernandez from the Dodgers. Yes, and Look. we did while we were watching the Dodger game before this. It commented on Kike Hernandez's mustache. You did admit it was Is, Magnum PI inspired. Mine was Magnum PI inspired. Oh my god, I, my but, head's about to explode right here. I'm sorry, I'm so excited. Look at Scott Clark. I love how this is basically with, a cross-country BMX yep, race, though. With his mouthpiece, not even with his mouth guard, not even on, and then suddenly he's in sixth, seventh. So uh, this is funny too, because it's like Hell Track is Hell Track, but here we're gonna have you race in just a flat park <laughs> with none park. of the obstacles. This is a gnarly turn, though, right here. Oh, on the grass, yeah, <sighs> yeah. So could I tell you something real quick T before please. we get into it? And this drop off too. Well, that wasn't. So my brother, during this whole shutdown, has been showing his nephew or his son, my nephew Maddox, uh, Paid classic stunt. movies. Paid stunt. Yep. Uh, so he showed him like Top Gun, other things. Showed him Rad, and he did not like it that crew cheated and cut the course. And my brother was just besides himself that he was like, crew did not cheat. <laughs> I got to a quick story. So, yes. Uh, Tell any story you want. I'm just like, well, two things. One that during this, during the filming of this part, you know, there were, there were, that's the biggest jump. And they just came in the way they went out. Too. Correct, I just went noticed back. That. I had a line. Yeah. I had a line during this part where, uh, at the starting line, I turn to crew and I put my thumb out and I say, "Go for it!" Nice. Yeah, I ended up on the on the cutting room floor. Oh no! Damn editor. You would have been his Yoda. I would. I love been. this though that his mom right just there. like he was right there. He turned to me down in the on the other side and I said, "Go, go for, for it. it!" You would have been his spirit guide, it, and it would have been. We'll get this, into we'll if get, you ask me. This guy. Yeah. He stole the he stole the show. The, he, the, he the boss. Yeah. Yeah, with the mustache. He, yep. I taught him everything he knows. <laughs> here we go. Uh, what was it like? How fast were you going here? <laughs> you mean when I'm coasting there? Yeah. Down? Yep. So there in this movie, there's there were I learned about stunts. Yeah. And free stunts. Okay. So stunts are when you get paid to do something. Yeah. And free stunts are exactly what you think they are. <laughs> You're not getting <laughs> and paid. Somebody for it. just wrecks their brains out on accident. Yeah. And it's captured on camera. And you're not getting paid for you're it. You're not getting paid for it. That sucks. Oh. And that was kind of gnarly. Yeah. By the way. No, that's a good drop off. Like that's mountain biking right there. And and pretty fast. And you can see, look at Bam, that. Bam, I love that. Just such dirty racing. That was a stunt. He gets his wheel bent. That was a stunt. Poor guy. It's so crazy that like I this is my first time watching this in two years. And I'm like, oh yeah, here's everything that happens. It all comes back to you. It's so perfect. <laughs> Into the lake. <laughs> That's a stunt. Those are paid for paid to do that. Rod and Rex. Here they go. Get their crew. There he goes. Go crew. Go crew. See? See how he went on to the yeah. asphalt? I think he was cheating. I'm just <laughs> going to say, I, I think he was cheating. That speed bump looks shitty, though. I think uh, I saw your butt. Yep. I was hanging around the back. I would have loved it, though. I was though. saving it. The thing that would have been perfect is knowing what happens to you during Hell Track. 
the go for it would have been a perfect line. <sighs> it would have been such a good, like, early, like, your performance in Helltrack would have been a callback yep. to that line. Look, once again, trying to take a shortcut. You know what? I'm just now figuring it out. That he cheated? Drew Jones was a cheater. <laughs> he I think qualified. he grew up and played for the Astros. He should not have qualified for <laughs> Helltrack. Or maybe he's just taking an interesting look at the Avalanche and crew and Scott Clark with his mouth guard off still. Do you know what? If you, if you stop and think about it. That speed Scott, bump looks like it sucked, though. Yeah, well. Scott Clark, Richie Anderson. Yeah. Uh, Travis Chiprez. Yeah, I love that name. Yeah. That was such a bad, like, you don't even know who these people are, but you're like, it was a cool name. Well, those are fast racers. Yeah. Kevin Hall, fast racer. Richard Fleming, fast uh -oh. racer. Uh-oh, uh-oh. No, I'm sorry. Oh, look at Rick Moliterno right there. Sorry, I just saw the sleeves. Rick, Got excited. No, Rick Moliterno, fast racer. Super yeah. fast racer from the Midwest. And obviously a great freestyler, too. So what was I'd it? say him and Dennis. Oh, Clark. there we go. There we go. We saw the stash. Robbie Roop, fast racer. <gasps> there were some fast guys. Oh, God, I was like, this. Oh, here we go. Oh, look at you. Look, I'm ready. I'm, You're it's, ready. It's the real deal. We're racing, <laughs> and then we're not throwing some elbows. Yeah, I love the kid who showed up in costume. Oh, shortcut again. So how many days oh, did you shoot the scene? And that, right there? Yeah. Free stunt. Accident. Accident. That and sucks. Concussed. No way. Yeah. So they that was a different shot than yeah. when he came back. Correct. So Eddie, how, Eddie how got rock he got rocked right there. How long did it take to film the scene? Oh, a couple of days. Okay. A couple of days. That sucks. It's oh. funny when people ask me, you know, did you guys ever race for Hell Track? Did you look yeah. at him? Look, I'm telling you. I never noticed. He is a cheater. <laughs> he's a privateer. I mean, he doesn't have the yeah. factory support, but still, he's going around the rules. It's probably not in that red binder that Duke Best is yeah. holding. So when did you win your first race? Like oh my in gosh. real life? In real life? Win? Yeah. Oh, man. It took six months for me to get a trophy. It was a consolation trophy. Okay. And then, uh, but I had such a great time but, riding. But you stuck, like you didn't get discouraged. Uh, no, I was having a great time. Okay. Yeah, funny story is my dad, who came to the races when I first started a couple of times. Yeah. At my home track, Corona. And I think he only came because he met Tinker Juarez's dad. And okay. They to, and they used to drink and beer together. Tinker Juarez is an iconic, oh, he's a BMX racer. But he made a name for himself in the like nineties into the two thousands as a mountain bike racer. Mountain bike racer, ultimate and, like badass. Yeah, and like, still dominates the twenty four hour races, the which the mega enduro races. He, uh, the legend of this guy was like cross country. It's like you know endurance sport. He would go do these crazy rides with like a backpack full of rocks. Yes, is what people would say. Yeah, and he would, and and there's a story Eric Carter told me that he was out on the trail one time up in Big Bear. Yeah, and he heard up above him in the in just in the in the shrubs, just this crashing sound, and he thought there was a bear coming out of the woods at him, and all of a sudden, Tinker just dropped where there was no trail. Just Tinker came out of the woods, riding down, and jumped on the trail in front of him. And he had a backpack full of rocks. No way. Yeah. He was That's just out insane. on a training Because it was when I, like, 
even though I'm built for comfort now, when I raced mountain bikes, I uh, like Tinker Warriors was like the Bart Taylor. Oh yeah, like such a bad. You looked up like this guy's bad. Well, when so I, he really rode with a backpack full of rocks. That's what I. That's what I was told. <sighs> well, when I started BMX, he was he was factory mongoose. He okay. was the Bart Taylor. He yeah. was awesome, and uh, and because he is Hispanic. And as my dad is, he they uh he and his dad they would just park next to each other and drink, Hang out and and drink Budweiser as the race went on. Of course, Tinker's dad's watching Tinker win. Yeah, <laughs> and my dad is watching me come around in last place with a big smile on my face. Yeah, just having fun. Yeah, so true. St- you know, you race three motos, and if you qualify, you move on to the semis. Well, my dad. Uh, true story. He came out to watch me race. It's probably the third or fourth time. Yeah. And he sees I come around. I'm in last place. Got a big smile on the face. And as, as I go around the turn, I look up to see my dad. And he's like just shaking his head. He tells me, pedal, mijo, pedal. Next moto, same thing. I'm in dead last. Come around the turn. I look up. My dad's still there yelling at me, pedal, mijo. The third moto I come around, I'm in last place. And I look up. My dad's car's gone. He oh, le- no. My dad left me. He left me at the races. Did you have to ride home on your Yeah, own? and it was like 13 miles home. Oh, my god! Yeah, I rode my BMX bike all I the way home. I was ready for like, on one level, it's a very, you know, maybe that 13 miles <laughs> is what you needed in your legs to yeah. start winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was expecting some encouragement. I'm no. sorry. And I got home, and it was like I, pull, I pulled up, and, and his car's in the driveway. I walk in. I said, Dad, you forgot me. What happened, Dad? What happened? And he said, "Mijo, I couldn't watch it. You're no good." Oh, and he just no. told me I was no good. But my dad knew how to push my buttons, oh. and that was the biggest motivator. Wow. And from that point on, I stopped. I, I really, I used to just go riding all the time and jumping. I yeah. love to jump. Uh, but at that point, jumps. I started actually training. Yeah, I actually started going to Lee Medlin's house and doing gate starts. Okay, I started doing sprints. I actually became a racer. Yeah, so it was probably another I don't know six months before I before I finally started. Did it? Yeah, I did. And that's it was tough love. Yeah, I mean he wasn't there beating me, but no, it was but tough love. How did it feel though when you you actually put it all together and unbelievable? Because yeah. I raced all. You know when I started. Because a lot started. of people too, especially when you start out as a kid, and this is the thing, like growing up, like playing bass, it was you realize in retrospect you actually didn't get a ton of like you got good coaching, but there was never anybody say actually you just need to practice. And I realized, especially when I got to high school, is the coaches were just like, oh, these are the guys who are good. We'll just focus on them, and then you don't like I don't know. It was always kind of this thing of like, if somebody would actually instill like, here's how you practice. You're gonna get better. Like I didn't figure that until later in life when I started doing like cycle, like racing. And you're like, oh, I have to train. I have to do this. I got to do this, and then I'm gonna finish fourth place. It's uh, gonna be awesome. But it's well, like I was yeah. I was super fortunate to have the parents I had. My dad he wanted me to be a boxer. <laughs> That's cool. So my dad trained me to be a boxer. Yeah, and so I knew what training was. Yeah, and I I'll tell you, I think BMX was my escape from training. Training, yeah, yeah, because I used to just love to ride. It was never you never had to ask me twice to go. What ride. was your first bike? 
My first bike, well, it was a hand-me-down Schwinn Stingray yes. from my cousin. What color? What my color? Co blue. Yes. Blue fastback with the five-speed shifter. The dick from, shift from is what my, we call it. <laughs> from my cousin, Butchie. Yeah. And so. The, Which is the most dangerous thing you oh. can That's up there at the lawn dart. <laughs> So we took we you know I took I took this the the shifter off yeah and my next move was to put on a pair of motorcycle actual motorcycle handlebars yeah from the seventies in the stem and using pieces of a beer can as shims nice to make it work and that was my motocross bike and the next move was to take the banana seat off and get a bike from a, a road bike yeah and peel the leather the the phony leather off and it just had plastic on. And that's that was the first BMX nice. bike I raced, until I destroyed that frame. How did uh, you destroy it? Jumping. Okay. First the forks went, then yeah. the cranks went, the, and then uh, and then the frame finally went out. But the the key was that bike came with a fifty two front tooth, fifty two tooth front sprocket, which was perfect for the track I raced on. Really? Yeah. So and you would still wind it out. Just to put it into context, the gear he just described, if you think of a Tour de France racing bike, that's the same size. Yeah. It's incredibly hard. Such a so tall So it's like, gear. you're like, which is perfect for a young child's knees. And <laughs> back, yeah. It's like, that's like the bicycling equivalent of teaching a 10-year-old how to throw a curveball. You know, it's like, or, let's or, go, kid. Or, or teaching a, an eight-year-old to, to bench press 200. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. Terrible. But for the track I grew up in, which was a, just an insane downhill, makes, makes hell track a flat track. Really? Yeah. When we get to hell track, I've got so many questions. Like, because I thought it was real, by the way, like uh, when I was a little kid. Well, when we get to hell track, I've got some stories for yes. you. If I threw I the love race. it that he's like, just quit. Here it comes. Here she is. Here's, She's taking care of him. Yep, that's exactly right. What was the bike shop that sponsored you? It start. Oh, he rides was, for Coke. Yeah, you know what? And that was the he was the wardrobe guy. That guy rode by. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. He was uh It was the first. I think it was my first exposure. Yeah. To someone that was in the industry full time. Okay. Did you just Look hit her that. in the face just, with the? Not bike? only that, but she just slammed it on the top of the car. I love it that it's terrible like, etiquette. His has to just ride on the back. Yeah. No respect. Well, he's not factory. She's got her own. Yeah, yeah he's not factory. Here we go. Look at this outfit. That's such a Canadian accent right there. <laughs> he needs a they sponsor. Need sponsor. <laughs> Rip yeah. that mother down. Antifa. I love that right there. Pur it's funny that the I made you a purple sweatshirt tank top. Vest. That Sleeve I wrote on it with rest. marker. And yeah. you can just see how like poorly like laid out it is. It's funny you never see those on eBay. Somebody should no, make those, like those can catch on. Dude, that could be the post-pandemic wear right there. Coming out like <laughs> doing like sleeveless I've sweatshirts. Just six months worth of curls. I'm wearing a purple tank top sweater. I love this though. Doing homework. There's a cheating scandal right here. This is where she like I love it. <laughs> That's exactly what this homework. is. Promoting cheating. Not yeah, just right cheating, there. but promoting cheating. It was all like, this is telegraphed. And, and the beret. 
Making some shirts. We're dyeing them. Wow. He's so like, like the way he's walking there is the sailor carrying the coffee on the train top gun right before oh, the guy collides man. into it. You just that same level of care. Now these t-shirts all like over the, uh, eBay. Yeah. All over eBay. And I just love, like, the LA, you know the uh, Western Truck Exchange? You've seen yeah, those mud yes, flaps? Yes, The LA Times, I don't know, maybe been like six months ago, did a, they're my favorite mud flaps in the world, by the way. And I've even, to one point, wrote an outline for a 60-minute ship-style drama series about the brothers on the mud flaps. Oh, yeah. Of just, like, Western Truck Exchange. They, uh, the LA Times is a big story about them. They don't care that people make knockoff T-shirts because it's advertising for them. Yeah, it was the coolest course. thing. They're like, why do we care? It's these people are promoting us. Ghosts sneaking into school at night. I love it that they're like, this is such a good message for like, it's kind of sticking it to the man in a way of like, they're figuring, these are kids figuring out on their own of like, he said we're going to get crew qualified for hell track. They are such a cute couple. They are like. Get him selling some t-shirts. Here comes Duke and a bootleg. Wreck it. The outfits just slay They're me. They're so good. They slay me. The local yokel. We got three people in Corvette. It's not weird at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting on my twin brother's lap. <laughs> oh. Here we go. It's just we're, we're at Helltrack now. Okay. Yeah. What was your reaction when you first saw Helltrack? Well, when I first walked in, I saw the big, you know, the drop in. The, the big drop in, but I didn't realize it was a drop in. Okay. I just thought that was like a wall like a built to promote yeah. hell track. Uh, so then I, I walked out there and, uh, my, my first step onto the track. Yeah. My van shoe went into the mud about an inch. Oh no. And I was like, Oh my gosh, are we going to, are we supposed to ride this? Yeah. And it was like the frozen tundra, man. It was frozen mud is what okay. it was. Which is the worst kind by the way. Right. And oh, here we go. Here we go. Big shoulders. Bam. Oh, <laughs> it's so big. Hips. Look, very narrow hips. Look at that. It's so obvious. She's got good style, though. <laughs> Jump that slide. She's going for she it, She actually though. looks like a pretty good rider. Did you ever see the movie Quarterback Princess with Helen Hunt? No. Where she played a quarterback? Um... Oh. I think uh, Lori Laughlin's a better BMX racer than Helen Hunt was a quarterback. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Into the river. And the wig had to have come off. Got Unless she got it from Maury's. What's that? Unless she got that wig from Maury's. <laughs> wig had to come off. And what do they make? Is that hot chocolate? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hot chocolate. And still, the matching blankets. So good. Stolen from the, the hotel that yeah. morning before shooting. The fact that they had they had blankets at their hideout. Yeah. So good. I'm telling you. What, uh, so what did you do when you weren't shooting? Did you, at night, what did you do in Cochrane? What, 
Oh man. Well, because the, the your buddies filming, were up there, right? Sure. Like you absolutely. And there wasn't much to do, uh, but fortunately, just just right uh, you know down the street from our hotel was a movie theater, and at just by stroke of luck, it was the opening of Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, being the knuckleheads that we are, we went every single night and watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure. What'd you think of it? I loved it. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. The BMX kids in the beginning? Oh, oh yeah. Chuck Absolutely. And so the funniest part of the movie was, you know, during the, te- the during the tequila, tequila scene, scene, right? Uh at the at the end of the of the rows of seats where yeah. the, where the screen began, there was a little uh, pony wall. It was about okay. four feet tall and you know six inches wide. And so at the tequila scene, every single night I would go, I would stand up on top of that wall, yeah, and and do, do the, it, do the tequila dance <laughs> while the movie was playing. While the movie was playing, did anybody ever yell at you? Oh no, every you know first all the guys would start yelling and clapping, like, yeah, and then the whole crowd would start yelling and clapping. That was such. Because I saw that, like, because this would have been the summer of 85 then. Yes. When you, you're around then. I love those glasses. So good. He is so cool. Like, he's such, like, the anti-Johnny from the Karate Kid. Yeah. Correct. But, um, correct. The, uh, look at that spider coming up off the wall. <laughs> I thought, I said, I remember Just that in the movie. in front of the TV. I don't didn't remember. That's a I stunt think that was a, uh. Uh, orb weaver, we started having them show up now. They're like the big ones that make the webs, but they're not poisonous. But it just full on like repelled up, like reverse repelling up in front of the TV. It's the first time I've noticed the book is the Federation of American Bicycles. Bicycles. Yeah, fab. I love the dual discs in the back. My brother got, I think it was the Huffy, I'm trying to think what it was, but a Huffy because. Like, basically most kids in our town had department store bikes. Cause that's all there were. Like there was the one bike shop in town, but yeah. nobody could afford a bike from the bike shop back then. But, uh, he got the BMX bike with the dual discs. That was in the background. Yeah. And it was like the most badass thing. I was oh, like, dude. I don't know. I think you're back. Your bike's pretty The Stu Toms is pretty cool. But my brother, like, cause my birthday was in December. His was in July. And so a lot of times they get like birthday and Christmas presents kind of piggybacked. But then my brother would be like, Oh, I got this for Christmas. Now I got power wheels, but he, which is like the battery motorcycle thing. Oh, and, uh, when he got the bike with the dual disc, I was like, this is so badass. You're, uh, how did you end up getting your bike? How did you, how did you, how did you get your first one? And how did you come up on the second one? Okay. So if we talk like first, first bike, my dad won at the track and brought home this like red random department store bmx bike that he tried building like half drunk after a day at the horse track <laughs> but then the Stu thompson i got because uh stomp and stew had full page ads in marvel comics and i'm like this guy's awesome he's got a white bike with pinstripe pads i'm getting this and i had that bike my Stu thompson for a few years and then i want to say like 15 years ago or so maybe I decided I needed a new Stu Thompson and I waited on eBay. Like I set up some searches on eBay, ended up waiting a couple of years and then getting into a pretty serious bidding war with somebody to get that bike that's hanging in our garage, which was a hundred percent original except for the tires. You searched for that bike for a couple of years, years waited for a couple of years and then it showed up and I think I paid 
I want to say at least a couple hundred dollars for it, which was double the price of what it was new and might have been a little bit more, but I'm not going to admit anything that my wife might hear. (laughs) (laughs) But I got it and it showed up and I put it together and I was so happy. And I've literally ridden it to 7-Eleven twice. Otherwise, it's just hung up in the garage and back at our old house. It was just in the garage. And I was like, why did you buy this? This was a hoodlum's bike. And when I first started dating my wife, I had a hot dude. Hold on. I had a Hoffman Evil Knievel that I ripped around town on just to like go from like point A to point B, the Wembley Stadium Edition. And best paint job on a bicycle ever. Oh, so good. And uh, second best. I regretted selling it, but I sold it when my wife and I, when we were dating and we got a place together, and I'm like, I should pare down my stuff. And she always thought it was kind of weird that her boyfriend would ride over on a BMX bike. <laughs> Little did she know how cool you actually, actually were. That I'm like rolling on a limited edition Wembley Stadium edition freestyle bike with uh, some sweet pegs on the back, which she never rode on the back. But um, when I got the Stu Thompson, she's like, why did you buy this? I'm like, so I can sleep better at night. There, there was... at. Uh, Wilshire and Highland was a 7-Eleven, which is right near our house. I rode there for Slurpees a couple of times on that. That was it. I'm just like, so perfect. And it's been in a couple like short films and stuff that like friends have bought it. But I'm just like, this is so perfect. I just need it. And then I'm just going to hang on to it forever. So It's amazing to me that you didn't, you hadn't looked at bicycle racing magazines. You didn't race. Well, nobody really knew what they were. Like in the Midwest, you didn't know. Like we're like, like you got like we, our town didn't even have a comic book store. It was a newsstand that sold some comic books. So it was whatever was on like the spinner rack. That was what you knew for comic books. Until a store called the Dragons Den opened, where people played Dungeons and Dragons, which really freaked oh. out the town. But they would get comics like weeks ahead of the other towns or the the newsstand. Yeah, and that's when you're like, whoa, look at this place. This is a real comic book shop. And I love it how Cruz just like getting his life together. Right here with the newspapers. Yeah. This is such a good redeeming moment. This is this is Cruz's version of running through the streets of Philadelphia, Rocky style. It's exactly what this Look is. at this 7-Eleven guy. He's like, holy crap, he did it. Mr. Hand commuting on a BMX bike, even though he hates kids and bikes. But um, no, it was in the Midwest. It was just such a very different thing. Like my buddy, Nate Woodman, who uh, now owns Monkey Wrench Cycles, in Nebraska was the in Lincoln, Nebraska. Really cool. Like if you ever pass through Lincoln, you gotta stop. Because right. uh he and his uh, partner Eric Peterson, guys I worked with at a bike shop in college, had uh like it's a bike shop slash we've got something real on the roof right now. Uh a real it's like a bike shop, but a museum of just classic mountain bikes. And he had a GT performer who was like the coolest dude in junior high. He had one. He had one, and that was it. That, uh, like, it you was, saw like a real bike, and you're like, whoa. It was no Stu Thompson signature model. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you that right now. You got a, a department store called Wheelers that sold farm goods. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing was, though, too, the, uh, I don't know if you had this problem as a sponsored professional who probably didn't ride your BMX bike to the mall very often or to the swimming pool. But when you were a kid, you had to take off the donuts on the grips or else they'd get stolen. 
Well, I'll have you know that on as did as you a, get an unlimited supply of donuts. I did. I had an unlimited, <laughs> and uh, you know, the more you gave out, right? Yeah. You think, oh, that people aren't buying them. The more you gave out, the more you're promoting them because they're getting stolen. Yeah. It's like if you left your bike with the donuts on at the pool, they were gone. <sighs> you get the blisters on the inside as your thumbs from the grips. <laughs> when I was a pro, and I had an IROC Z, uh, I rode my BMX BMX bike everywhere. Everywhere, and it was really funny. Would I'd be with friends, and we would ride down to Seven Eleven, or we would yeah. ride somewhere, and people made comments, you know, like, "Dude, what? What do you? Why are you on a little kid's bike?" <laughs> and and some guys in my town would yeah. give me a hard time. Hey, because you're on a kid's bike. Yeah, you're on a kid's bike. What are you riding? What are you riding a bike for? When are you going to get a car, dude? Not knowing that I had. A car, you know, I didn't. Like you had an IROC just yeah, chilling. Rocked out, you know, purchased with I BMX love that. money. He's standing up for him right now with those pants. Man, he was a hulk of a man. I don't know why he Huge. didn't get nominated for anything. <laughs> yeah, right there. That was a speech and a half. But um, I got a buddy out here, my buddy Josh. Who uh, grew up on the west side, went to Venice High. Uh, he had his Stu Thompson stolen from the 7 Eleven in Venice and Sepulveda. But the guy who worked at 7 Eleven was a road cyclist and wore like 7 Eleven gear, like Greg LeMond style. Oh, he had that. And chased down who stole the bike. Fantastic. So it's like, that's the thing that's so funny. It's like you start talking about it. It's like, kid grew up in like West LA, like did all the cool stuff. No, I had a Stu Thompson too. It's like, that's what the kids today don't have is like that unifying thing. It's like, oh yeah, maybe they all play Fortnite, but see, that's the kind of rack when they cut back to this girl, she interrupts the kiss. kiss over at ice cream cone. Like this is what your they're, comic they're, book selection that's, that's was. That's what it was. Oh. So that's what Stu Thompson was in. You see him on the back cover and the glossiness and he'd be just like, this is my guy. And I saw like the one Nickelodeon used to play BMX racing sometimes. They had like a sports program. Yeah. And it'd be like, Stu Thompson's race. I was like glued to my TV. Of as course. A kid. He was the, dude, he was. Did you the ever race against him? Of course. Yeah. What yeah. was that like? He's a big dude. He's a big, he big, huge. Another, he's the HB Haggerty of BMX. <laughs> yeah. He, huge guy and super strong and was always fit. Oh, you can see it's cold. Like you said. Yeah. Uh, you know what? And, not only was Stu, he was kind of a quiet guy. Yeah. Big, menacing, but super strong and could ride and a great guy. And you know what? It's funny is that uh, I'm going to be doing a, a next doing? September of next year. Yeah. I'm going to be going on a BMX cruise. An absolute, Shut up. Yeah, it's a BMX cruise put on by Mighty Mo, Mighty Mo's BMX cruise into the Caribbean. Yeah. And Stu Thompson is the guest of honor. No way. Yeah. Is it sold out yet? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Just It just popped. So, it, I mean, if you have a chance, check it out on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Mighty Mo's. Mighty Mo's BMX cruise. Stu Thompson is the guest of honor. And that Stu doesn't know this yet, but uh, I just I just agreed to come on and I'm going to be the MC. Shut up. Yeah. I might actually go on a cruise ship for this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Even if they wear a hazmat suit, I well, I I'm I'm certain I'm hoping that everything will be cleared up by then. We'll be back to normal by next September, 13th through the 17th. It's going to be a gas. It, it's and, uh, and what's it called again? We got to plug it. Yeah, it's Mighty Mo's BMX Cruise to the Bahamas. And you're learning now that you are the MC. I am the MC, and I think uh, I think it's probably that will probably be announced officially, if not today, tomorrow. Okay, that I'll be the MC. Uh, we only we only fi figured out the details of it, 
But uh, I'm so looking forward because, like yourself, I'm a huge Stu Thompson fan. Really? Yeah. Uh, you know, and I I owe part of my success in my career to Stuart because, again, you know, when I went to Stu's house and started doing gate starts, yeah, man, I got faster. I got faster, and I was just the junior. And the yeah, gate the start, just for anybody who's in BMX racing, it's you're lined you're lined up to race. There's a gate. And yeah, it falls. There, yeah, there's a 24 inch. You know, it holds r- up your roughly, wheels. You yeah, kind of stand up vertical. on your bike. Yeah, and then the, and there's lights that that flash, and then all of a sudden the gate drops and you take off. You won't see any of that in the movie Rat. No, because you drop <laughs> in on a three story yeah. wall. First, you're starting at a you know, in, in, apparently in the training you're starting at you know the in the park. Run. Yeah, yeah, at a speed bump. Yeah, and someone just says go. Oh, man. I love that finger. <laughs> it's like oh. between this and Maverick flipping off the. Uh, Guy he's inverted on oh, is now, so perfect. Here's like, another story I got to tell I you. So, did he really that get hurt cast? Right there? Yeah, and it was completely, entirely, one hundred percent my fault. Oh, shut up! So, you you never see this part of the track. Yeah, because they, they don't show. You know, we only rode. I basically, love it that we've been talking for like what seems like ten minutes, and we're already at Hell Track. Oh, here's another thing to find out. Look, oh, yeah, we just missed a part. I go walking in the background, and I had a sw- I have a sweatshirt on underneath my jersey with the hood sticking out. Oh, okay, I didn't I'm have it. Go back. I, I didn't have it at any other time. But right there. And after they had said cut, Hal Needham called me over to me. Yeah. Called me over to him, and lit into me because you walked by it again. Like because you I had, continuity. Yeah, because, I love this right here. This is so good. <laughs> Near a lumberyard, go balls out. Go balls a- out. <laughs> Love it. It's tore Almost. into me for having a sweatshirt on. Yeah. In the middle of, you know. It, but when you look at the rest of the movie, when they cut it all together, it it's insane about yeah. all the, the continuity Cold. is so far off. You know, the, But nobody notices because you're like, here's Aunt Becky. Here's, oh, oh here we go. The Super Bowl BMX. Like, when I saw this as a kid, this might have well been like, Normandy Beach. Oh. You know, like. Do you know what? Actually, it seems smaller to me now. Yeah. So when we got here, we the transition <laughs> from hell tra- from the drop. Yeah. From the drop to the bottom was super steep. And again, it was mud on the bottom. There was yeah. no way you could do it. Air Group's brother. Love that name. Just chilling. Yep. Oh, it's my turn to be introduced. It's such Super a friend- Sako is such a cool yeah. name. Such a friendly wave. Huge executive. The lumberjack. At, he's a specialized. This guy's in the film business. He's in your industry. Such a cool name. Still too. in the bike industry. Professional yes. stuntman. Skyway. Yep. His daughter is a national champion. Really? Of racer now. Yep. Here we go. <laughs> hey! Yes. I, that. I love that. Little. <laughs> I love it. He points to his helmet. Florida. That explains the, t- the tank tops. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is so perfect. I love this lady here. 
Oh, <laughs> so you good. don't know him. Here comes the town to hell. I just love it that it's called Hell Track. It's for kids. <laughs> uh oh. Oh, I love Talia it that it's Shire. the uh, the pie lady. He's such a nice young man. He's a fine young man. This dropping though, what was this like? Dude, they're so steep. They're, at, when we first started, we rolled a car tire off to see if you could if it was, actually do it, and it got air. Like right here, though, it's like this is some real stuff. Yeah, and Hell Track is not like any BMX race ever. No. Nothing like any BMX race ever. Insane. But, I mean, it's all you can do. You can tell the dirt's not, it's not fully packed. Okay. And it's all you can do. Your legs are burning. Yeah. Just to pedal. This it's, is such oh, a good shot right here through the right little here. whoops. So the little whoops were just, literally just mounds of dirt. Yeah. They Indivi don't look individual, very terrible. molded. No, Here you go. Did we just we just oh. saw you? Here we go. Uh oh. You gonna here, you, here gotta, you got you got something coming here's, up here. Here's my here's my first stunt. Which this oh. just bummed me out. That kickball looks so treacherous. Oh, it was ridiculous. See this? Yep. Free stunt. Oh, no. Free stunt. That's the one that freaks me yeah. out. Like, and oh, of and everything on Hell Track, it's probably the kicks yeah. bowl that would be the most intimidating thing to do. Poor guy. Because you have no absolutely speed. Absolutely. And this part right here, too. Out. You're either in or you're out. You know, for us BMX racers. <laughs> here we go. Look at that. Did you all have a mattress right all there? All the way down to cardboard boxes. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what it was. What did Hal Needham think of your stunt? Well, here was the thing. I walked up to Hal Needham and said to him, well, it's out of order. Yeah. I did the berm stunt first. Okay. And I did the, the cliff drop hanger second. I did the berm. I went to Hal Needham and said, you know, it would be cool if somebody went over the berm and flew over. Yeah. And he said, that sounds good. I said, and I'll do it for $500. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, 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 yeah. <laughs> and Hal laughed and he goes, okay, Hollywood, go ahead. <laughs> so we did it. And then when we did the, the, the you know, a week later, we did this scene. And I, I love that you're like, a week later, we we're still <laughs> shooting Hell Track. <laughs> I, went to, I went to Hal Needham and I said, you know what would be awesome? Was if somebody went up there and didn't make it and fell all the way down. And he just started laughing. He goes, how much is that going to cost me, Hollywood? <laughs> what, uh, but did he like the way you fell, though? No, like, that I, was well, a he, good stunt. Like, Well, I'll tell you what. I, it, I don't know how far it looks like to you. But yeah. to me, to jump all the way down was scary as all get out. Yeah. You did it, though. I oh, mean, yeah. You committed. Landed Look square. at that. That's like a riding. Let's ride off a diving board. Just a, a straight drop off. Flimsy. Try to get some air. There you go. <laughs> Look at me. So good. This time I make it. Yes. <laughs> Redemption. <laughs> now watch. That's such a he good gets, shot, right? It just gets back wheel off the ground, yeah. gets air. So good. And he was so steep. Oh, look at that! 
Where am I going? Just rocking hell track. <laughs> and now I'm in second place. Yeah, dude, you're moving up. Do it was the outside you, line. It was do you know where line. you officially finished in hell track? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got lapped. I'm sorry. Oh, you're but I got second. My, I got my name out there. Whoa! <laughs> I love this right here. It's Hollywood Mike Miranda. <laughs> He's just bummed. Oh, He's I got a scorecard. And yet, look, I'm going around the turn again. It was so great to be part of this. Oh, dude. Like, it's... Like, this is... Like, my little cousins are going to show it to their kids at some point. You know? That it's like... Like, Rad became a part of their childhood. What are you mean? My like kids... 30 years after it came out? Yeah. My kids... And I my love life. that line, the Hulk Hogan eat your heart out. Because that's like... This is when, like, I started to understand movies. Because it's like, oh, this guy knows Hulk Hogan. I know Hulk Hogan. This is great. <laughs> I, I was... I was... Did you see the sideways coming down the hill? Yeah. Oh, here he goes. Bam! Poor Rod... Get a chance. That come at the king, you better not miss. <laughs> I think that's Kevin Hull. Okay. And that was Travis Chiprez. Yeah. As Bart. As Bart. I love this is Bart's yeah, moment right, Bart here. right here. He's got Hell Track locked up. He wants to beat crew fair and scare fair and square. Waves like, him let's on. Go. I actually pulled a Bart Taylor. In a cyclocross race once. You did. I blew the course. I missed a turn, went through the tape, took a shortcut, and waited for everybody to catch up. And I was like in like probably 10th place, you know, but I'm like, I did not cheat. <laughs> this is so good. Here he goes. Look at her. She's not even like, his mom doesn't even care. She's seen this before. Look at you, right there in the mix. Oh, right back at it. Crashed twice, and I'm in fifth. Through the kicks, just, bowl. Just. He doesn't even care. Look at you go. Now I'm in third. <laughs> when people ask me, shoulder you know, how shoulder. was it to race that track? Yeah. It's like, people, man, we only rode one turn and one straightaway at a time, and then cut, move all the cameras, and do it again. Yeah. So, and these were like big cameras back then. It's not like you could set up a bunch of GoPros and be like, yeah, okay, we got it. It was, but it, I'll tell you, it was a blast to do. I, I was, it was amazing. Here we go, here we go, here we go. I was amazed at how much time there is between Look at the takes. style. I'm just going to do a little backflip. Woo! A little 360. <laughs> wow. And you don't even really know if you won by the way it's shot, you know. But she's proud now. Talia Sharon knows he won. Duke Best knows he won. <laughs> My favorite Martian knows he won. Mr. Hand. So mad. So, look at it. He's proud. He's got one glove on. This is protege. Taught him everything he knows from the lumberyard. So, you were... So, it was one turn at a time. Like, how much fun did you guys have doing just Hell Track? I wouldn't say riding hill track was the fun part. Yeah, it was the shenanigans between, between takes. takes. Yeah, because how long all would the it practical take between, jokes? 
like setting up. It was like a, like an hour or so. Hour and a half, about an hour and a half. And then which you, you never realize it's a lot of just standing around. Oh my gosh, a <laughs> lot of sitting around. And uh, it, it's the the fun part though is you know I had a couple of friends on the set. Yeah. So it was you know it's funny the uh, like Travis I hung around with. I hung around with Kevin with uh with. This is the first Everett time they talked. Do you realize that? Right here on the, camera. Yeah. So I heard the story. Yeah. It's a fantastic story. That uh, this is Bart Connor. Bart Connor. Yeah. Who played Bart Taylor. Uh, he and his wife Nadia had paid an exorbitant amount of money to attend a charity dinner function yeah. in Miami. And it was like a $500 plate type yeah. you know, deal. And the guest of honor was Shaquille O'Neal, yeah. who was playing for the Heat at the time. And you know everyone's milling around waiting for the guest of honor to arrive. And finally, Shaq comes in. And he's, you know, he's walking through the crowd. People are, you know, no, on. no, yep. you're not gonna. Yes, you're not and gonna say it. Like, lo- like two shifts a night from across the room, he sees Bart Connor. No. Yep. And what does he do? Shaq with his giant hands just starts pushing people out of the way, parting the seas. Yeah. Goes right up to Bart and looks at him right in the face, and he goes, "You're Bart from Rad." No way. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and, and you know the most decorated. Gym male gymnast, yeah, in in Olympic America, his, yeah. America's Olympic history. Nobody could walk down the street. Nobody Ooh. knows that. Nobody says he he gets talked all the time about the movie Rad, but by Shaq. By Shaq says it's his favorite movie. Shut How about up. that? How about that? A week in my life doesn't go by that yeah. somehow Rad doesn't come up. We got you in the credits here. You're right there. Oh. To Glenn so, Adams and Rick Molintero. So proud to be part of that. Look at so that, So proud to be part of it. I didn't know at the time how epic how this, this was, was going to be. be. Yeah. How epic this was going to be. So what was it like, though? You took, like, 40 friends to see Rad. Because it didn't even, I don't even think, it, it definitely didn't play in our hometown. And God, well, a week we, later, it was gone. Yeah, it didn't do well didn't at do the box well. office, but when kids found it, because, like, I'm not kidding, when I saw it on the shelf at the video store, just the pink cassette that says Rad, and you can tell it's a BMX racer, it was like, like my, like, there's like a few significant moments in my life at that point. Uh, one was finding Storm Shadow, the G.I. Joe figure, the ninja, yeah. on the shelves at Richmond Gordman. When I had ten dollars from birthday money, and I got Storm Shadow, Major Blood, and the Baroness, and I had to give my brother a figure, so he got the Baroness. But Storm Shadow made me literally weak in the knees, and then seeing Top Gun, and then seeing Rad on the shelves at the video store, <sighs> and a perfect night for my brother and I. When we were kids, we'd, we'd go to Video Warehouse. That was like. The video store we'd go. There were different video stores in town back then. That and was like, the blockbuster. Of that was we go. Well, Video Kingdom was the fancy pants store. That was like, it was funny how like the videos there are twenty five cents more, so we don't go there. But it was with the video warehouse, and a perfect night would be finding Rad on the shelves. I would rent that, and my brother would get American Ninja Two starring Michael Dudikoff, and we'd have a double feature. I can't tell you how many times we rented rad like just over the course of like you were growing right. up that like we'd have this double feature so so you what everybody doing at hell track everybody's there watching 
Brad on the big screen, you've just crashed out of hell track. What do people say? Oh, you know, they were laughing or, yeah. they, or they, oh. And then, of course, in the next scene, I'm in fourth place again. So You're it's like, like here we go. How many times did you see it on the big screen? Uh, twice. Yeah. Yeah, twice. Did you go by yourself the second time or take? No, no. The first time was uh, the first time I saw it with, a, you know, when it was the official premiere, I guess. Yeah. And the second time was at my home. Okay. Theater. Where was the official premiere? Uh, I was. I don't remember. I saw it in. L, I think it was it somewhere in Los Angeles, like Westwood or something. Yeah. Or? Yeah. And then uh, you know, I saw it. At, I saw it at a summer camp once. Like a BMX camp kind of thing. Yeah, at okay. Woodward Camp. Woodward, yeah. yeah, Woodward Camp. I was say yeah, that, like- we saw it once there uh, at Woodward West. Same thing. They did, they did a special screening. It was fun to do. And then recently, two years ago, when I was working you, as a... You, did you go to the... Uh, I, I might have seen some videos of you at the uh, recreation of Helltrack. I didn't go there. You didn't? No. I was not active on I social media. I think I saw you. Like, no, not I me. I swear... Not me. I, I was not active. I was not active in on social media at the time. Yeah. And... Uh, I, s- I was invited to come, but didn't know I was invited to come. Oh, no. And it was in Texas, and I didn't go. Yeah. I would have loved to have gone. Would oh, have no. loved I to have gone. I swear I saw some, like no. some, I'm sorry. I just wrecked this. You know, I take that back. I did see, I did see it one more time. They had some event uh, uh, with Hal Needham there. Yes. Here in Los Angeles, and I went to that. Okay. And I didn't go to watch the movie. I went to say thank you to Hal Needham. What did he say when he saw you? Oh, he- same thing. Hey, Hollywood. It was great. It was just like, it was like a... And he was a fantastic man. He was a great yeah. guy, super talented. And you know, and come to find out about the other movies he made, you know, like uh, Smoking the Bandit it. was fantastic. And to find out that that was done basically without a script. Yeah. Ah, oh, just he's what a talented uh, guy. Burt Reynolds turned down the role of Han Solo so he could be in Smoking the Bandit. That's the legend. Oh, good choice. And then he he, he makes a better Bandit than Han Solo. Han Solo. And then my favorite piece of smoking the bandit trivia ever is the fact that it was one of alfred hitchcock's favorite movies oh that is great that's like finding out shack love rad i know like what <laughs> dude i tell you what I, when i was at I woodward don't believe that but i'm gonna like i'm gonna try to tra- track that down <laughs> uh kids kids at rad uh, kids at woodward you know yeah. would when they found out i was at rad it was would always want to come and talk to me and one of the instructors a bmx pro told me that when he was when he was a kid his mom would put him on rad restriction if he was bad. He couldn't watch rad. Wouldn't let him watch rad. Oh no, <laughs> that, that was his that's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're not watching rad. Sorry. Uh, one of my favorite things to do now is uh, whenever I see somebody wearing a rad T-shirt, <laughs> I'll always walk up to him and say, "Oh, that's a great shirt, man. That's so cool. Can I take a picture with you?" And they'll go, "Yeah, sure." And I take a picture, and I don't tell them who I am. I don't say anything. But later on, I'll text it to my wife, or I'll text it to some friends, and they always say, "Did you tell them?" I go, "No, no, I didn't tell them." It's <laughs> my little thing. That's so good. Oh, so, what was it. life like for you after Rat? Because you were like at the peak of your racing career. Yeah, it was just a. It was almost like a vacation, uh, and, and after that, I just went back to racing. Just and kept, kept training, racing like, internationally, and like how for how long were you? bothered about rat like not bothered but like people would be like rad like when they'd see you out like and they like yeah you know what it was uh it was funny that after the movie you know after it after it premiered and and it caught on and people saw it uh it was people that's when i became instead of being mike miranda from hutch or mike miranda the pro i was mike miranda from rad yeah <laughs> and uh and so it funny one day i was 
signed my autograph for some kid. Yeah. And he asked, can you put rat on there? And I was like, yeah, sure. And like the next kid said, hey, can you put rat on there? So that day I changed my that autograph awesome. to say rat. Right. And I still write it to this day. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Speaking of which, I brought you a poster. Yes. And I'd like, and I would like to sign it for you. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah. Uh, my, it was so funny. It's like, you show up here and it's like, this is the coolest thing. Oh, this is the ever. coolest thing For, like, ever. I'm just like my head's been almost exploding the entire time. But the fact that you showed up bearing gifts of a rad t-shirt, which you just didn't have laying around. You're like, Oh, I ordered it. And then I'm like, which I'm going to be too afraid to wear now, but I'm going to have to, cause then I can say, you have to with my granda. And then you brought me an original ad from the eighties a folded, neatly folded poster, which is going to stay folded until it gets in the frame. And now it's like, I know we've got black. We're going to get this signed and it's coming up here in the fort. This is because the fort's sort of like, if you look at the the collection of artwork on the wall, there's kind of, I'm going to get you a spot next to Ric Flair. <laughs> Fantastic. Or maybe when I get that evil can evil poster framed, you're going to go up next to evil. And, when you saw the rad Dana, you noticed an evil Knievel motorcycle oh, in the package. Huge fan. I got to ask, because you said it, not only did you meet evil Knievel, but you've golfed with him. And at one point, you I, got drunk with I, evil Knievel. I said I went out drinking with evil Okay, Knievel. you went out drinking with evil. I'll tell you, when you go out just, drinking just, with evil Knievel, you don't pay for a drink. No, really? <laughs> no, no, no. And no matter work? And no matter how much he drinks... He's still driving that Maserati. <laughs> Made no difference at all. How okay, I you don't have to spill any tea, as the kids say, but if there's one thing you would say about Evil Knievel, just like I still remember it was like when I shook his hand, what it felt that like. That gnarled, crooked old you know, hand. Just like yeah. don't know how he could hold a golf club. <laughs> I have no idea. Was he a good golfer? But I'll tell you this, he was a very competitive golfer. Okay. And you played whip out. You he he bet on everything. Yeah, he. Uh, uh, this is my best evil Knievel <laughs> impersonation. Uh, Mike, I will bet you twenty dollars. The next dog we see is brown. What? Yeah, he would bet on everything. Really? Yeah, and and the next time you saw a dog, if it wasn't brown, you were expected to pull twenty dollars out of your pocket and pay right then and there. Really? Yeah, and then he'd you'd be in the fairway and he'd say. Well, I think I can hit the green, and I bet you fifty dollars I can hit the green from here. And so you you'd bet, bet him, him. And, and and if you hit it, you you whipped you it. had some cash. Yeah. So and, and at the end of the round, at the end of the round, when you tallied it all, you know, you tallied up the scores. Yeah. You figured out who won what, and I had beat Evil Can Evil out of some money. And oh, my no. my boyhood my my boyhood hero, I was like, oh, Evil, I can't I can't take your money. And he taught me a valuable lesson. Yeah. He said, you will take my money because if I beat you next time, I'll be taking yours. <laughs> and I said, all right, game on. So, and for the record, Evil, Evil Knievel never took any of my money playing golf. Really? Yeah. So you, I, you handled it. I handled it. But that's like, this is the thing too. Like Evil Knievel, because they're always like, he's the last of the gladiators. When he was making his jumps motorcycles weren't built to jump like that oh no no it was i've got this 400 pound harley i'm gonna jump over a row of buses with, with two inches of suspension yeah which was in his wembley stadium jump when he did it he knew he wasn't gonna make it because he didn't have the right gearing for his motorcycle yeah, the, and the ramps are horrible they're, but, yeah but he's like 
I didn't want them to be disappointed, so I went and jumped. It's he said he said it's a privilege. He sees it as an honor and a privilege to risk his life for you today. <laughs> he also said so badass. I saw him jump live once. Yeah, at Ontario Motor Speedway in, in California. What was and, that like? And it, so you and were it a changed, kid. Oh yeah, you I was were, a little kid. Like I was probably. Oh, nine or ten. Yeah. Um, and it changed my life. Yeah. And and I went home and I had my mom make a parachute for me. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I I took my sister's older sister's red lipstick and painted stars down my frame. Yeah. And uh, and tied Was a this blue schwinn. Yes. Okay. And tied a uh, white bath towel around my neck as a cape and mm. rode all over. Made jumps. It was. It How was, many times did the cape get caught in the rear wheel? Oh, never. I was because I was riding fast all the time. Okay. <laughs> uh, that was one of the most defining moments of my life. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, did he make the jump? In of Ontario? course he did. Yes, he did. Absolutely, he did. First, he did a big long wheelie, and I yeah. thought that was the greatest thing ever. Was he standing up on? The... Yeah, absolutely, he was. Yeah, seeing evil can evil was a defining moment in my life, and and it. Who knew? I, I didn't know it was going to lead to what it has. Yeah, it did. And when I met he him, inspired like a generation of kids. When I met him, I had already retired from BMX racing. I'd already won the number one, you know, Nora Cup, and yeah. And I, when I met him the first time, I. I couldn't wait to tell him all that. I said, you know, you don't know me, I've done, but I've been successful in this. And I really feel like I owe a great deal of it to you because you were such an inspiration to me. Yeah. And that, now that, you, now that I got to know him, that sparked something in his ego. And so that's why we, we became friends. That's awesome. Yeah, and it was great. <laughs> and it was great. And, and you just, know, uh, there was a couple other things that have been super, you know, big, important parts of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and certainly meeting Evil Knievel was one of the big ones. Absolutely. Uh, but there are other ones too that were huge. Being in Rad, yeah. not that was one of those things. I didn't know it was going to be when it happened. Yeah. I didn't know that until much later on. Did you at all feel embarrassed about it? Oh, like just my that like gosh. like you're at the peak of your career and this like peak of your racing career and this movie comes out, which is like pretty cheesy and you know, it's funny. I wasn't embarrassed at the time. Yeah, it was like, yeah, I was in a movie. Yeah, you know, and I didn't know maybe there'll be another movie down the road, or maybe Which I'll. You it, know, I wasn't the sure table was, was set for a sequel. Yeah, I never. Rod knew. and so, Rex versus Bart and crew would have been so good. I had a couple more crashes in me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I could be a stunt man. Anyway, I didn't. I didn't know. I yeah, I was not embarrassed at all. It wasn't till later in, uh, you know, a bit little later that I was, believe it or not, uh, in some ways I'm shy. Yeah. That's hard no. to believe, but but I am when it comes to bragging. I'm not I'm not a braggart, so uh, I don't like the limelight in that. I'd rather have somebody else say something good about me than yeah. ever say something about myself. So I'm I was uh, that in that way I've always kind of shied away from the limelight of Rad, but when it comes up, I'm certainly pr so proud to be part this of it. This is such it's like a perfect time capsule oh. of the era. Well, look, who knows. Who knows if you and I would have crossed paths? Who knows if we had, <laughs> if we would be friends like we are now? I remember, like, the first time we met was at Jaime's dinner. Absolutely. I remember, and, like, yesterday. No, and I was explaining this with Leslie, my wife. I'm like, because she didn't think we knew each other. And I'm like, no, we know each other. We met at Jaime's. A uh, mutual friend of ours was having, like, it was like a bachelor, like a dude's dinner. That's what it was. Free getting married. That's like, what it was. And it was just, just ran a collect. And it was like, like Mike and I were just 
making each other laugh like over this is it was a nice dinner like right at like third and fairfax correct really nice like one of these restaurants you don't feel comfortable going into but then you kind of do in a weird way where it's like it feels a little too fancy but then you're like man we're with buddies we're having fun yeah i mean they had cloth napkins yeah like it was a (laughs) nice restaurant and uh like real silverware it was like one just one of those places in la where you sort of like end up in and you're like i don't know if i really belong here but we'll you know roll with it and we're cracking each other up the whole time and then somebody called you Miranda. And I was like, wait, are you Hollywood Mike Miranda? And you kind of just like giggle, like kind of got a little shot. I'm like, and that's when I just lost it like I did at the beginning when we were doing this. <laughs> and I was just like, holy shit. I've been, and I can't, I, I, I think I like texted like 30 people that night when I got, I'm like, dude, you're not going to believe what I had dinner with. And like, for like whatever weird, random things I've done in my life, like whatever, like, like Hollywood kind of crap, I'm like, yeah, yeah, we did this, whatever. This was like, dude, you're not gonna believe this. Like, like texting people, are you still up? Like, you gotta, I gotta tell you what happened. Well, there's two things I have to say. One, that night I had, I made a new friend. Yeah, yeah, dude, uh, no. and I and had, I, I did not know, do not know what has made you famous. What <laughs> I do know, what I do know is that you are super talented. You absolutely crack me up. You're amazing. You're you're uh, you know, and I feel like I'm lucky. I'm blessed to have you as a friend, dude. Don't you, say this. Don't no, say no. You friend. make you make my world better. So oh my God. That, that's fantastic. So that's the best compliment I can get. You make my world better. Dude, thank you. Uh, <laughs> but the second thing is, is I don't know what makes you famous. So there's will you nothing, please tell something makes there's you famous? Nothing, just, I'm just locally known. <laughs> locally famous in, yeah. in Los Angeles. Regionally famous. Yeah. In Los Angeles. Within, in the, within, a, within a, the confines of a weird overlap. Of in interest. the entertainment business in Los Angeles, you're famous. That's it's not like, a small. No, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, I, I will. Uh, I you know I'm proud to call you a Dude, friend. Dude, this is, you're making me, this no. is like uh, you gushing on evil, like. It's uh, no. like reverse evil can evil experience right no. now. I, I'm proud to call you my friend. And I'll, was he I'll, a bit? Was evil can evil? I don't want to interrupt it. Just well, to like hold distract on. I'll you from forever this. be grateful to Jaime de la Cruz <laughs> and to Jay Wolf yeah. from Helen Cycles because without them, without that happening, we wouldn't have connected. Just the random fulcrum. Like show up to this dinner. Like yeah. whatever. Hang out. You should come over for this dinner. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. It's right in the neighborhood. I'll be there. Here, you sit here. I sat across from you. Yeah. There you go. Right That's there. All it took. Not even like it's like when yeah. Maverick met Goose. It seriously <laughs> That's is. Exactly what happened. Um, was Evil Knievel a big hitter? Was he, could he swing a big club? Because he broke every bone in his body a couple of no. times. No, not, not a long ball hitter. No. No. His traveling secretary was a long ball hitter. Really? Yeah. Her name was Crystal. Yeah, and she was name. she was an NCAA champion and golfer. And a, yeah, and a phenomenal golfer. Would he hustle with her? Like in terms oh, yeah. of like absolutely. Oh my, my, my secretary can clear correct, that? correct. Well, and he would when you had a long putt to make, he would have her bend over to get something to distract with, yeah, you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, dude, he was an absolute Just hustler, a badass hustler, but such a oh, the best part. I'm when sorry, I, I was I, working. I'm like so they're like we just like totally like gushed over each other like bro down style oh. and now but we're back to evil Knievel yeah. <laughs> the it's best like, part was I was working at GT bicycles at the time and uh, he would call into the office yeah and my favorite part would be I'd be out in the warehouse somewhere and he'd come over the loudspeaker uh, evil Knievel on the phone for Mike Miranda Mike Miranda evil Knievel's on the phone what was would just, that feel so, like oh it's it's you know everyone would be what evil Knievel's on the phone 
And I, yeah, yeah, he's a friend of mine. I go have to go <laughs> evil can evil yeah. personal friend. <laughs> such a good, such a good time, uh, and it's led to a great time. Yeah, I mean, th- this this life of mine has been unbelievable. And to to have been to have started off at a little bike shop, you know, working in the back, sweeping and taking yeah. the trash out. To here we are, here we are now, forty four, forty five years later. I, I'm still still yeah. in the bike shop. In, I was still in the bike business, but now I work for Duke Best. Yeah, yep. I am uh, the I'm the you know the director of director of business development for Mongoose for Schwinn for for the Pacific Bicycle Company. It's uh it's fantastic. It's, That's good. It's, it's a good been plug. A, it's a good plug. It's a been a great that. line. It's been yeah. a great life. And uh, you know, I loved I love now saying I work for Duke Best. That's so good. Because like no <laughs> people who've realized what that is know what it is. And yeah. then other people are like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, man. So good. Dude, this was fun. Thank you. Oh my we might have to watch Rad favorite. again just to talk more about this yeah. stuff. So. Rad too. Yeah, we do. We can Bart and crew versus Rod and Rex. Did you ever see BMX Bandits though? Of course. Did you know Nicole Kidman is willing to ever like if they ever do a sequel, which they've been trying to do forever down in Australia, she's willing to be in it. Wow. Because it launched her career like it did this, launch her career, yeah. So I, still maybe, my favorite Nicole Kidman movie. Yeah. Days of Thunder though. It's she's, tough. She's kind of hot as the doctor. <laughs> uh, I'll pick BMX fans. We, uh, yeah, maybe we could do Cannonball Run sometime or something. Another Hal Needham. We could work through the Hal Needham catalog. Oh, I've got a list of a bunch of movies I'd love to do. You pick. You pick the next one because you right. did rad. Game, game so, on. All right, we're gonna do this again. You're gonna be the first repeat guest. It's gonna be Hollywood Mike Miranda. Love it. So thanks for listening, everybody. This is the movie for it with Hollywood Mike Miranda. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs>